Hi, I'm Tori, the best host over at the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition, your best location to learn and relive the past to the present. And you can find our cast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all your favorite podcasting sites. Also, don't forget to support your favorite host and all his crazy ideas. I mean me. And now, onto the cast. Hello everyone, you're listening to the 49th episode of the Radleaf Retrocast Anime Edition, also known as the Webcast. I'm Hickey, and I've been uh, forcefully appointed as this episode MC, and uh, regardless, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MightyHickey. Of course, I'm here uh, joined once again by my fellow hosts and friends, JD. Hey, you can good to be here. Find, uh, yeah, it's... Fuck you. You let, you had me do this. Uh, you can find him anywhere, just searching Bowling JD. He's literally everywhere. Twitter, Yay. YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, uh, and a bunch of other podcasts. <laughs> I do my and best. And I'm also, yeah, you, you do your best, and I appreciate it, but, you know, fuck you. Uh, second one is Tori. Who you second can one find, is me. <laughs> yeah, you can find it at Tori RLR. And on YouTube, uh, way easier now because he got his personalized custom URL. URL, L. URL yes, I did. URL. <laughs> yeah, so just searching Anime Top Scholar or Top Scholar, you've, you will find his channel. Congratulations, right. Tori. It's a long time coming. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that hard of a milestone to reach, to be honest, but hey. It's, <laughs> it's way better to have just, you know, youtube.com slash C slash Anime Top Scholar. Rather than having the fucking U C O O H number 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 whatever. <laughs> nah, obviously the number's way better. Of course, of yes. course. Yes. Where's, <laughs> way where's easier the, to find. If you don't have a sixty nine on your name, I'm not taking you seriously. Oh. Uh, so anyway, how's everyone doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of anime as always and uh, preparing for exams that are coming up. So. Uh, Yay. And you, JD. How are you doing? Um, I've, uh, let's see. The spring, fall, or the fall, spring uh, bowling season came to an end. Uh, so summer's beginning. That began this past Wednesday. So new season, new ambitions. Uh, got a good team this year. No one's walking out yet. So that's good. That's a good sign. I've taken up uh golf this summer pick picked that back up i used to play it a lot when i was uh when i was a child and now that i can't do the more physical sports that i like doing in the past like uh basketball for example uh golf is way less taxing on the body and i won't get shoulder injuries all the time (laughs) 
and before he wrecks his you're shoulder. Becoming, you're becoming a, a, an old man. I got to uh-huh. take up the old man sports now, get better on them, so then when I become way older, I can show it off. <laughs> yeah. JD will be the best 60-year-old golfer. Yeah. Well, I mean, golfer. if if you I'm, you shouldn't, because like if you get an old man, like if you become an old man, uh, by the way, I'm saying if you become an old man, because I don't have any perspective of becoming an old man, I think I'll die way uh, before that. But uh, you'll get you know, hit by a truck like all the anime out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be hit by truck on and become a, an isekai protagonist. Uh, lawyer in another world. A lawyer. There's a. There is actually an isekai, but regardless, um, <laughs> of course there is, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, if if you go to your sixties and you you are already good at golf and other old man sports, the only thing left in the old man category is sexual harassment. So, oh, like, that took a turn. <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that to go that direction. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. It will happen. So you know. Just, oh just making, sh- just making sure you know that. Also, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, I. It's been a while since I, I left my home. That is a little bit concerning. But aside that, <laughs> I'm going out today. I will watch Detective Pikachu. So nice. Yeah. That, uh, that has been getting some reviews. <laughs> it has, but generally speaking, it seems to be kind of what I expected. People seem to be okay with it, but you know. That's kind mm-hmm. of to be expected. It's like, yeah, it's a movie. They they made a Pokemon movie. It's called Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and uh, yeah, I expected not... it to do a lot better than what it was. What it's doing now. Mm. No, no I'm, it's I'm a not, video I'm game adaptation. Really, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> expecting anything, especially here because, uh, like ninety nine percent of the of the sessions are dubbed in Portuguese oh. because they said oh. this is yeah I I I. I I almost went to Uruguay because I'm only 30 hours away and I think they have more in original audio, but I found one, one session, only one. <laughs> That's nice. the one I'm going. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I can always choose. Like they always have that in, in my movies. It's like, you do you want to watch it with original audio or do you want to watch it, you know, dubbed? I like, that about, dub. I like that about Europe. Uh, I'm not sure all countries do that, but the ones no. I've been to uh, had it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, some countries do that a lot. A lot of countries like, but like it depends. A lot of times it depends on how dubbing is in the country. Like in my country, dubbing is very small. Only a select few things actually gets dubbed. So, but if they no. do, if it does have a dub, then you can generally pick and choose what you want. Yeah, I mean it's it's a complicated matter because of Avengers and things like that. People mm-hmm. got pissed, like some movie makers got pissed because Avengers were were taking over, especially the original audio one was was taking over every single session in the movie theaters because of course it makes money uh right. so you know all the, now but you know they said the movie is more for children and things like that so i'm not expecting much i'm just going there because one i i like pokemon and second i like ryan reynolds so i want to see him as pikachu <laughs> that's why i'm going with the original audio audio i think it's going to be a fun time but talking about movies uh tori you have your movie quest i actually do yeah and uh, believe it or not, I am prepared this time. That is a first. So, okay, so before you start that, I have a drop to play, of course. Are you here because you're following the will of others? Or are you here on your own will? Now you're good to go. 
<laughs> he hasn't played a drop for the last like three or four times I've done this, but this time he does. <laughs> It's because I said I was prepared, isn't it, JD? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Now, if you don't know, what I do is I uh, I do a quest where I'm watching every movie from, uh, or a lot of movies from like way back in the 70s. No, every and, movie. <laughs> yeah, every movie ever created. No, a lot of anime movies from back uh, starting back in the 70s and so working my way up to, the, uh, up to 2019. And uh, we are now in the 2010s and uh, I have watched a few movies since last time. I've seen from 2013, Garden of Words, The Wind Rises, Patema Inverted, Loop on the Third, Princess of the Breeze, uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise 1, 2, 3, and 4, oh sorry, 1 and 2, Princess Kaguya, and then from 2014, Giovanni's Island, Ghost in the Shell Arise 3, Ghost in the Shell Arise 4, and The Anthem of the Heart. But the, sh- the movies that I will be talking about is uh, Giovanni's Island and Ghost in the Shell Arise. But first, Giovanni's Island. And Giovanni's Island is a movie produced uh, from 2014, like I said, produced by Production IG. And it was directed by Mizuho Nishikubo, who has also done... Uh, uh, yeah, he... Oh, yeah, right, this this guy. Uh, he has done a... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Prepared. He, no, I, <laughs> well, I didn't have that prepared, sorry. So, yeah, no, this guy hasn't really di- directed many things that I know of. I, the most notable thing I've seen is he was uh, animation director on the original Ghost in the Shell. So hey, ah, <laughs> good we, for we've him. We've been pretty Ghost in the Shell heavy the last few casts. <laughs> we sure have. So yeah, no, uh, and basically, Giovanni's Island uh, summary from Anime Planet: In the aftermaths of the in the aftermath of the most devastating conflict mankind has ever experienced, the tiny island of Shikotan became part of the Shkalin Oblast. And on this forgotten border in the remote corner of the world, friendship among children for from two different countries timidly blossomed, striving to overcome language barriers and the waves of history, based on true events. So yeah, Giovanni's Island is a drama series, uh, like I said, and uh, it takes place just after uh, just after uh, Japan lost the war, uh, World War Two. Mm-hmm. So we're back to World War Two again, <laughs> and uh, he uh, uh, essentially what happens is you know the Russians invade and they uh, take over the island, and uh, what uh, what then happens is obviously Russian families start moving there, and there becomes this like cross cultural conflict uh, between them, and uh, but the children eventually start to learn uh, learning to get along. They, the children, the Japanese uh, Japanese children, start learning bits and pieces of Russian. The Russian children start learning bits and pieces of Japanese, so they can somewhat communicate. So it's just it's a nice uh, a nice little uh, nice little story. And uh, but obviously, as things go, the Russians are controlling everything, and uh, the people aren't necessarily, especially the Japanese people, aren't necessarily having the best time there, and. A lot of people are starving. They're not getting help, so people are kind of trusting the uh, kind of going against the rules of uh, the um, of the Russians and trying to help out the people, which has them in trouble. And eventually, they get they get taken away. But it's a it's a heavy drama and uh, one that I have been looking forward to watching for a while. I watched like clips of it, mm-hmm. like uh, animation mats and whatnot, and. The animation is quite good, so 
that that made me and I particularly saw one one specific dance scene at the end. Uh, that's that comes that is at the end of the movie. It's like they're all this is like way after the fact. They've all grown up. They're old now, and like they're on their like reunion thing uh, oh, for like cool. primary school, which they never got to finish. Which, by the way, that part made me cry because I'm super weak to that. People who've had their childhood taken away from them and then like 40, 50 years later get to finish their basic education. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that always gets to me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now they get that. And then it's like, you know, they have this like little memory moment where they start where, you know, they get to experience some of the music they did when they were kids and they start dancing and then they have this like flashback moment where they where they all turn into kids again and just... It's a nice scene. So sounds like a nice movie. It is. It's definitely it's definitely a drama, and I I can tell right now a lot of people aren't gonna like it for that because it does love to play up its drama points, both with the music and everything. Like it really w- wants to nail the fact that you should feel sad now. But this is one of those drama movies that just it works for me. I absolutely loved it. Well, it helps that it's based off a true story. It does. So you can you can. It, put it in your mind that this actually happened so dramatic moments actually mean something yeah 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 kind of it's still you know it's still it's based on true events but obviously the characters in which are depicted aren't real or events a lot of the events like didn't necessarily happen like this it's this it is made up but still well that's uh, you know, the whole based on a true story it's no i know base. i know <laughs> i know but I, I just want to clear that up because there are still people that think that when something says based on a true story they mean that the story happened not really <laughs> <laughs> what what's considered based on a true story especially today is a lot more lenient <laughs> It's like I so, took yeah. inspiration from this thing based on a true event. <laughs> sure did. So yeah, but yeah, no, absolutely amazing movie, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. Although, it's funny again. It's funny you mentioned the uptick in animation because uh, mm-hmm. when I when I uh, I'm not sure my um uh, my quest is ended but it is on hiatus for doing podcast stuff and other things in life and okay. uh but when i got to around this the this 2 3 year span of 2013 to 2015 um especially coming off of that 2000 let's put it 8 to 2012 the difference in animation the techniques being used you know obviously a lot more uh, computer techniques were developed Oh. And uh, the stories were just better, as I found. It's almost like anime hit this lull period after the two after the uh, early two thousands. Did you get that same notification or or feeling? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is the second time I've done a quest like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think generally speaking, like with movies, it's a little bit different. At okay. least as long as you know what you're. Yeah, I, you're, I am you're talking about for. TV shows, yeah. Yeah, right, but even even with the TV shows, I didn't really find that. Uh, but that's because there was a lot of TV shows from the early 2000s that I had missed out on that I knew I would enjoy, so I ended up mm-hmm. picking those. And uh, for me, it was, I understand what you're talking about, but for me, that kind of happened in, like, the 2010s, uh, like 20, uh, 2010 up to 2018, because, again, this is a period of time where, I've watched most of the stuff that's come out there. Like I'm, right. a, I'm still a fairly new, new anime watcher. So it's like 
when it comes to me picking something, I pick something. I heard people said this one was really good. Like Hinamatsuri, people love that. I watched that. Oh my god, I hate it. (laughs) 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 It's like, you know, so again, it depends, right? It's easy to, for me, it's easy to, I could easily say like, oh, I really enjoyed watching stuff back in the 70s, 80s and whatnot. But at the same time, there were more stuff back then that I hadn't watched as opposed to 2010s. I'd watched a lot of the good stuff there. So, you know, but yeah. No, for me, it was probably more in the 2010s than the early 2000s. I felt that. You felt that it, the uptick went up? No, that, that it kind of, it hit, it hit, uh, it hit this lull. Oh, then, kind you, of... then you agree with me. Oh, that's okay. What, oh, I, I, I thought you meant, okay, I thought you meant in the early 2000s that it, like, uh, took a, took a downswing. No, 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 no. <laughs> there, there was, there was an upswing, and then seemingly in the, Almost to the 2010s, 2008 is kind of when I noticed it, uh, on the tail end, into 2009. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah, no, that, that, that I would agree with you, yeah, yeah. kind of. So, right, you, d- you did notice that as well, which is weird, because history would tell us the opposite, right? Where, at the end of each decade, you get this huge wave of hit after hit after hit after hit, right? Uh, yes. But, I mean, once again, and that's kind of why I made that point that I did. I feel like the problem is that I've already seen the hits. I'm watching the rest. <laughs> right? So it's like, you're not going when to... You, when you're stuck watching, you know, when you're stuck scraping the bottom of the barrel for shows, you're, you're, saying, you're getting what you want. That's why when it comes to, like, the late 2010s and whatnot, the, the stuff that I'm usually looking at is, like, Shows that look kind of bad, but that I might be interested. You might find a diamond in the rough kind of situation. Yeah, not yeah. even that. Maybe no, it's just something that's like it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah, uh, you're you're watching as they go, and uh, with the old things, like everyone already mined everything, so you know what what is good and what is not. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean, there's a, definitely a a wall in around 2006 I would put it it's yes. when uh, but like it's it's when the the Moe stop developing like when to full develop you have like 2006 and then it's just minor changes until the 2010s where you have some changes especially with colors the colors became more vibrant mm-hmm. uh, in 2010 and you know you go from there but it's definitely there the problem is since you're watching everything uh, I guess you need time because now you are the miner. You're just mining stuff, and people who, who were born this year, I guess, in uh, twenty years, will look back at what we are doing here, right, and say, "Oh, so this show is uh, is the good one, those one or the the bad ones." And yeah. probably we will have the same effect we, we see today where people look at the 70s and 80s and say, oh, everything was so good. <laughs> no, uh, just the good things survived. The bad, thing were, the bad things were just omitted. And, you know, in 20 years, uh, as we see the things we see today and, you know, we, see, we say uh, the seasons are, are weak and things like that in 10, 15 years will be the opposite. People yeah, say, no. oh, the, those were great, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I, I, I agree with you, because, like, I noticed that as well, when I went back and watched, especially the 70s, I think this was, like, the crime offender of this, I say offender, but, like, when I watched stuff from the 70s, what I noticed was, the good ones 
they were really, really good. Yeah, they're timeless. But I also, yeah, but I also made sure to watch stuff that, you know, wasn't recommended. Stuff like Primitive Boy and You. Right? <laughs> like, no, no one recommends that. Now watch that. And that's just, that's not good at all. And that's so what some with Saki. <laughs> what you're saying, Tori, is we need to watch some more, quote unquote, questionable shows from way back yeah. then. Yeah, because, I mean, it does give you a good bit of a perspective, right? But it's Absolutely, it's interesting yeah. because it's like the good shows are really good. And then the bad shows are like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> and like, again, <laughs> Primitive Boy to you is by uh, Osamu Dosaki. And he's, uh, you know, we've covered him many times. He's a genius. He's a well-rounded. Yeah. So it's like shows. Even he made mistakes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and yeah, just to add to what he says as well. I think... One thing that I'm definitely interested in is, like, in many years, because what usually happens also is something will get picked up in the future as, like, oh, this was really, really good or, like, a really defining piece of media of its time. And then people who were there to experience it, they were like, that sucked. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I want to know what people point out, point to in the future and be like, that one, that one's really good. Never and we're just going to be like, no, what? <laughs> The text no lies effect. <laughs> Watching that from uh, wake to wake was uh, that show was so shitty. And then like twelve years later, people were like that is the best show I ever watched. Like uh, I don't know about it. And then I watch it again. It's like I see where people are not yeah, because you can binge, now, you can binge but... it instead of waiting all the time. <laughs> yeah. So like imagine like uh, when her flag breaks because they oh no, <laughs> please shut up. What right. this? I mean, uh. Uh, like some Misekai stuff that we watched that is just like, this is so bad. <laughs> then people in, in then, 10 years from now look at, like, <laughs> in, an old, in another world with my smartphone where I fucked God for uh, special powers. Uh, <laughs> becomes like this cult classic because it defined a genre. <laughs> it defined, defined Isekai. It's <laughs> the, the overpowered MC Isekai. So, yeah, it's... I oh, hope fun. we don't get to that point. Well, I'm not getting to that point again. I I, I plan on dying. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's right. We did establish that in the intro. <laughs> uh, that is true. But yeah, okay. Anyways, let's right, move let's on. Let's power through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next movie I want to talk about is Ghost in the Shell Arise, which is essentially for OVAs that came out between 2013 and 2014. Also produced by Production IG and. Uh, the summary for also from Anime Planet is, uh, In this highly anticipated prequel set in the year after the Fourth World War, cyborg and hacker Motoko Kusanagi finds herself wrapped up in the investigation of a devastating bombing. But she's not the only one looking for answers, as she delivers deeper, sorry, delves deeper into the mystery of who is behind the attack. A specialized team, unlike any before, begins to take shape. So, if you're familiar with Ghost in the Shell... Arise is basically the prequel. Sure. That's where they all came from. And uh, <laughs> it's um, it's by a lot of people's standard considered the ghost in the shell that they would rather forget exists. It's not It's not the Mamoroshi movies and it's not the TV series. It's kind of something else that tries to have a bit of the like philosophy of it in, but also... Tries to be a little bit more silly. It, 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 it kind of balances this weird, silly, serious line. It felt like the manga a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do think 
I do think that's a fair uh, fair assessment. It's <laughs> it's, it's a ghost it, in the show. Everyone <laughs> wants to forget <laughs> immediately. Bond Bondor of Crimson Shell comes. Shut up about Bondor. We need to talk about Bondor of Crimson Shell every time we talk about Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I mean, it's, all, it's also a prequel. So. <laughs> I know, but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, before you say anything else, Tori, um, when I watched this, I was kind of confused. I was like, "This doesn't feel like Ghost in the Shell." And now that I've read the manga, and then you put this on your your movie quest here for us to discuss, or at least go over, I went. Mm-hmm. I I had this epiphany. All of a sudden, I go, "Oh, this is like the manga, kind of." Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. no, no, no. I don't totally hate this now. <laughs> well, see, yeah, good. Because I can definitely say that while it does get some bad rap, I actually do enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy, you know, the Mamoroshi movie or the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, which, just FYI, I, I do prefer standalone complex, but... Yeah, that's my favorite one is, as well. Yeah, but it is, like, it is this nice little little sidestep I'd say like my biggest problem is that I can feel a little bit confused with itself at times like it feels like it wants to be that like more silly kind of uh, uh, Masamune style but while also maintaining a lot like the philosophy part that made Oshi's movie so great and so it, it kind of it, it falls into this like middle ground that doesn't quite fit but I do, I do kind of like that, you know, for Ghost in the Shell, especially Oshis movie, is very serious. I do kind of like the more, like, not exactly, I'm not exactly going to say they have more personality, because mm-hmm. it's still fairly basic, but at least there's a little bit more banter in between the characters I felt than what I was used to, so it's it adds some nice dynamics every every now and then, and uh, yeah, it's it's more Ghost in the Shell, so, you know, if you, if you want more Ghost in the Shell... Yeah, you got it. It's not amazing at all, but hey. Well, I no. think, a little bit. I think Every, if you're a fan of, of the new Dominion Tank Police or Dominion Tank Police and any anything else that's delved in this universe in the past where there's a lot more comedy into it, uh, mm-hmm. when you realize that that's what this Ghost in the Shell is and it's not what Standalone Complex brings is just that total serious tone the entire time. Then yep. I think you you might enjoy it more, and uh, mm. I'm one of them. As soon as I had this, as soon as as soon as I had that epiphany, I go, "Oh my god, I get it now." <laughs> yeah, no, and of course, if you if you just want to, if you want to see that classic scene from Ghost in the Shell where uh, Matoko rips her arm, you get to see that a lot in uh, in the rise because she rips her arm a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got tired of that because like every single OVA. She has to rip her arm at least once. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> She's a cyborg. We know. <laughs> she don't care about her arms. <laughs> no, she really doesn't. But think, you know, think about it. If you're if you're a, a cyborg and you're in a like a situation that develops the way it is, you just got to use overuse your strength. You're like, okay, well, I can always get a new one. Whatever, rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, you know what, you're also still trying to tackle onto that part that, like, she's unsure whether her body is just, you know, a toy or an object or whether she is a person. It feels kind of weird that she is then also just kind of like, I actually feel like a person. Fuck my arm! (laughs) 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 I don't need it! (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's again, it, it was a fun one. I think the uh, the fourth OVA, it, it ends kind of. I wouldn't exactly, I wouldn't exactly call it disappointingly, but it's it kind of just fades out into this like, and then the bad guy confessed to their crimes and after getting betrayed. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's like <laughs> you just sit there and it's like, mm, really? That that's how? Okay, sure. I, I, I guess. <laughs> so it's like it it's it leaves leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth at least at the end. But again, like I said, it's it's more Ghost in the Shell. I I like Ghost in the Shell, so I plan to I plan to watch I plan to watch every go all Ghost in the Shell I can get uh, can get my hands on. So and yet you didn't join us with it. the manga checkout. <laughs> I nope. did not. I did you forget the part where I said where I'm studying for exams? I have to manage my time. Oh, blah blah blah. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> it was a month ago. That's fine. Hey, uh, it was it was a it was a wise decision. <laughs> also I'm I'm the only motherfucker that likes ghost in the show in Austin's but that's okay as well. Uh, yeah, no. Arise is just everything is so not Ghost in the Shell, and they make you remember the character design, the music, uh, the animation, everything. Oh my god, you just reminded me. Holy shit, the music in Arise is bad. It's not bad, it's no, just No, fu- fuck you. I hated that. Dude, the opening <laughs> is so... Ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. And the ending... Oh, no. I, I hate the music in the rice. Like, I was genuinely just... When I watched... Ghost, especially ghost, the first ghost, one. Ghost. When I watched the first <laughs> OVA. When uh, that when it started, I was just like, that's weird. Okay, sure. That's a weird opening, but whatever. And then we got to the ending, and I just slumped back in my chair, and I'm like, I hate this. I hate <laughs> this so much. Uh, it doesn't put you in the... I mean, technically, just like the JD said, it... it looks a little bit like the manga but uh the manga is not the ghost in the shell people <laughs> let's be honest so, yeah, we consider yeah. we basically failed the manga <laughs> yeah remember ghost in the shell is based on, on a manga by masamuna shiro it's not an adaptation of- <laughs> it is loosely loosely based yeah uh yeah no, that's basically all i had to say about this all right let me play the drop, and we can move on, shall we, Hickey? Yes. You're yes. the one in charge. Play the fucking drop, All JD. Right. God damn it. Make your fucking work. I know too much about you. Are you still gonna kill me? Yeah. Alright, take it away. Alright, so now it's time for the Manga Mountain Checkout. Uh, this is a segment where each episode, me and JD will highlight a manga... Manga or webtoon after reading the first volume or X amount of chapters. Uh, this checkout is over a the first manga, the first proper manga called The Breaker. It is a manga from Young Champ magazine, written and illustrated by. God damn <laughs> Sorry. it, Sorry. God damn it, Jay. Oh my god. By Masamune Shiro. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Wow. Wait a second. Wrong. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. While while JD uh, <laughs> go and correct the fucking agenda he made, uh, it was released in 2007 to 2010, and it is 10 volumes with 72 chapters. And there's a sequel uh, that spawned 17 new volumes called uh, The Breaker New Waves. Okay, I gotcha. 
All right. Artist can... is Jin Huan Park, and author is Guk Jin Yong. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Do you have You're the not. magazine? That's why. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have the magazine? It was released. Yeah, it's Young Champ. Ma- it's Young Champ magazine. Oh, all right. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I, is, when I was making the is... agenda, uh, the Ghost in the Shell manga was in. Uh, uh, I think it was Young Magazine or Champ Magazine. It was one of those two. So I was like, wait, Young Champ Magazine. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Unfortunately, you forgot the, the important part. <laughs> that, that the breaker yeah, wasn't wrote written it? and illustrated <laughs> by Masamu Nishiro. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, the synopsis from Anime Planet goes, Shinwu is desperate. He's constantly bullied and getting beat up at school by a gang of thugs. And is one is on the verge of suicide. Sick of being weak and weak and helpless, the boy turns to the only person he knows who can help, Chunwo, a powerful martial artist and also his new teacher. But Chunwo won't take Shinwo, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Korean names, uh, under his wing so easily. And little does the teenager know about how his would-be mentor acquired his fighting talents. Yep. How many volumes? Did you, did you only watch, like, did you only read volume one and two? So, I have an interesting history with, uh, with The Breaker. Um, so this has been translated into a, a number of languages, and I was living in Germany at the time, and so I went to an old shop, and, um, as I was learning... Uh, German, I wanted to, you know, find some other things to help me. And uh, so I got a the Sin City comic book and the first couple volumes of The Breaker in German. Ooh. And that's how I, uh, I... I actually had never read manga up to that point. Not even really comic books either. So The Breaker was actually my first... Not only... Eastern uh, comic series, my first thing, anything related to manga or manhwa in general. Um, so, I've read the whole series. Not New Waves, because I didn't know that really existed. Never looked into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've read the whole thing. Uh, for this cast, I reread the first, uh, the first volume and a half. And... Um, Made me kind of realize, you know, it took me down memory lane a lot, and I read it in English this time, uh, just to get a different perspective on, you know, what other language translations or what have you, and yeah, it's basically the same. Um, And it kind of made me realize that this first bit is, uh, A, very much like Girls of the Wilds, which Tori recommended, which we covered on a past checkout. Right with the yep, the weak yep. bullied character, he trains and gets the powers, and then he's uh, he can adapt to the techniques easily, right or fairly easily. And the breaker moves very slow, doing the same thing over and over again. It's very shonen, but overly shonen. And I was very surprised that I didn't like this as much the second time around. 
JD is becoming a virtue Shonen shows. <laughs> like every time, like the more we go into Shonen, the less he likes it. Yeah, no, I mean I I can agree with you. Uh, I've read uh, all the Breaker, but it's been a few years. Uh, um, also, I've read like half of New Waves. Uh, New Waves like it, it has its own conflict and uh, a lot of politics. Really, really interesting uh, series. Uh, regardless, it is very slow. Yeah, I would compare it to the steep uh, ascension before the drop and a roller coaster because the mm-hmm. the second half of the breakers goes very quickly. Uh, all due to this slow part, it's very shonen, and they spend two volumes, the first two volumes or the first three volumes actually, uh, building up the the foundation to the shonen story so you have the bullies it's very the, the long. bullies are yeah the bullies are very are a bunch of little pieces of shit <laughs> uh you have the like the weak guy and he has a condition he he has a a disease a genic like it's it's a disease it's a hereditary disease with his blood vessels uh because of that he cannot like do exercises then uh, one of the characters give him the the cheat, the shonen cheat, uh, which is the medicine. Yeah, the uh, the one moon pill or whatever they call it, where it can yeah. unlock basically unlock his chakra, right? Basically, yes, basically, and he becomes like this almost this immortal being um, without realizing it and start training. So yeah, uh, it is very slow. The beginning is very slow, but still. Uh, it builds up a very good foundation to what comes in in the future. Also, the art style is very good. I love uh, the art style. I love it. I I, I like the character designs. Um, this is why I like manhwa in general or anything coming on webtoons. It, it you, you get a more variety to to it, I believe, and almost a more simplistic yet more detailed background. Right. So when I'm reading the break, when I read the breaker. And you're absolutely right. Once you get past the the first few volumes, which I know it's, it it sounds like a lot, and it is because it I Each didn't remember it being so slow at the start, but because it builds that foundation, uh, it takes its time doing it. The second half of the breaker is very good. It get it gets you very enthralled with the martial arts society and how basically societies run in this in this. Um, secret world right uh what i don't really care for too much and and the shonen i even shonen i don't like is when they hit a reset button i've i've said this in the past when they hit a reset button on an arc or story and they're just back at school like nothing ever happens or you know they just go about their day and they're kind of joking around the breaker doesn't do that a whole lot uh but it does do it enough to for me to notice and go all right come on let's get on with the martial arts society and people like punching <laughs> punching heads off you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah 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 i get you let's do uh, a very good one uh let's see what more should i say about this this manga or manhwa manhwa uh, <laughs> manhwa one of a big problem i had especially in the first volumes uh it's how GTO 
like it is, uh, especially with Chun Wo, the martial arts guy, the goofy the, teacher, yeah, the demon basically, right? Uh, and he's all like all goofy. He's always trying to fuck this other teacher. Uh, he destroys the vice like the vice principal car. And, oh, I you know, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah it, it is takes a lot GTO. from GTO. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot from GTO, but just the first part, and then you have like this change in. <laughs> in the setting the change of how characters behave and doesn't really feel like the same the same uh people so yeah that is also a little bit of a problem yeah this purposely fake persona everyone puts on all the time and then uh when it gets down to another section uh then they show a totally different side of themselves and it's like every character it's very strange if it was one or two characters it'd be you know It'd be different. We'd be talking about something else entirely, and how we liked how that character hides himself. But when every character does it, you you definitely get overexposed to that element of the of the breaker. So, uh, and I don't really like Shi Woon. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, Shi Woon. God, the Korean names. You're right, Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like Shi Woon at the start really at all, and I'm not rooting for him at all i'm just i'm just going all right how's he gonna get out of this and he just takes a pill and it's magically there you go there's your there's your plot right <laughs> yeah yeah but cheat. yeah luckily um i stuck with the breaker and he develops a personality in fact much quicker than what i experienced in girls of the wilds so in that sense the breaker has character development way better for the main character Right. Yeah, and he don't go. You know, he just don't change his uh, appearance to look like a K-pop singer. <laughs> so that is also <laughs> really good. Uh... So I would, I I think if you're a fan of shonen, I think if you want a little more uh, substance in your shonen, uh, barring the beginning being so slow. Uh, that was my kind of, that was my realization uh, on this checkout was how slow the start is. I know we've mentioned that many times, but you just got to get that through your head. Once you get past that that wall, right, then it becomes this one of the most famous manwas uh, out there, and that's the breaker. So I recommend it if you get if yes. you can get past the wall. Indeed, and it's also only seventy two chapters, so. Uh, it's a short story when it comes, especially when it comes to shonen, uh, that likes to go on and on for four hundreds and hundreds of chapters. Right. It's a concise story of only seventy-two chapters, and you have the sequel. And the sequel is everything what JD was saying. They just go to the secret society and the clans, going around at each other and punching heads off. That is basically the breaking <laughs> new waves. Uh, and I'll just there's another set of spoilers I'll, I'll not say uh, because you know it's spoilers uh, but yeah uh, really good uh, Woodrook man alright and with that with that done uh, let's go to our main topic alright I We're shall going, play are you this playing a drop so do your job JT hey 
hey dude, you into anime, manga, and all that radical stuff? Then you should totally check out the Anime Radicals Network at www.animeradicals.com. If you want discussions, debates, reviews, and all in between, we also got timely reviews, revolutions, mecha, and much more. Find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all podcast catchers. The Anime Radicals Network, the revolution will be simulcast. Hey. Fuck you. All right, all yours. <laughs> I really hope you use the Devilman drop. I did. Because we're talking about, yes, because we're talking about violence in anime. <laughs> Mm. All right, so let's see what JD prepared here. Uh, oh, okay. So this is basically JD thoughts over the the violence in anime. So he's gonna take over now because I I I don't really care to what he thinks. Go oh, on, JD. thanks. <laughs> Your opinion means so much. These aren't really thoughts. These I are I, I I looked up some articles and kind of what what the general discussion usually comes to violence in anime. So, uh, I took, I took those articles, um, four of them I read and broke them down into, uh, these sort of categorical, uh, discussion topics that we can do with violence. So, uh, tropes of a genre, uh, was always coming up first. Uh, for example, when you think of a shoujo show, what drives it? And it's usually romance, right? So what is... What genre do we associate with violence? And just as an example, it's shonen. Domestic abuse in shoujo. <laughs> well, <laughs> it happens. It, it does happens. happen. Sure, it, it, it does. <laughs> but shonen. Shonen is very much based on a sort of violence, whether it's uh, one-on-one fights, uh, bullying, you know, uh, all the way to limbs getting cut off, right? What, whatever it yes. might be. So... Uh, one of the big arguments is, uh, when it comes to violence, is does it detract from the plot of the show? That's always what comes up in people's minds, and you ha- sort of ha- if you like, let's say, Tokyo Ghoul, and that's going to be a big... Uh, it's one of the more, most popular properties out right now, and it's seemingly based on violence. But does it detract from the plot of the show? So, what are some shows that have a lot of violence that people say uh, it's over-excessive, it doesn't need to be there, you can write a story without needing all this. You guys have any examples of that? Ooh, I don't know. I, I like I like my shows with violence, I guess. Uh, yeah, same. Like, it's... I, I understand, right? But, uh... Just obligatory Tokyo Ghoul joke. What ruins the story there isn't the violence, it's the story. But <laughs> anyways, like the Tori, that the is a very like, good point, and I do want to come back to that. <laughs> yeah, no, but like when it comes to overviolence, I think I don't like I don't like this argument. You could write it without violence, sure. You could do that with anything, right? You could take with a lot of stories, right? You could say that about anything. A lot of stories. Uh, you could take a sci-fi, and then you could say you could write the same story and take out the sci-fi element, replace it with something else. Sure, it's a good enough story. It could work if you know what you're doing. But like, it, it kind of detracts that point. It's like, it's like trying to bring a higher point to just saying that you don't like violence, right? Right. It's not that you don't like it. It's that there's a bigger problem here. Not really. You just don't like it. But 
sure, yes, of course. There are aforementioned uh, genocyber, right? Mm-hmm. I, a lot of people won't like that. Why? Because there's almost no story and it is just violence and gore porn. People die in horrible, <laughs> gruesome ways. You get to watch people get... People, you get to watch little orphan children get shot <laughs> by an attack helicopter. And no, they do not cut away. You get to watch them get blown away. <laughs> right? So, I, so yeah, sure. I, I Like, I get it. It's not something everyone's going to enjoy, right? Not... You don't necessarily go into a show thinking like this is violent. I want to see people explode. <laughs> uh, so I don't necessarily think violence violence itself detracts from a story. No. So let's go back to that part where you uh, you described a an attack helicopter gunning down orphan children, right? Uh, uh, in anime today, <laughs> right? And we'll, sorry. <laughs> it's, oh, oh sorry. you find just... you find this funny icky you I find mean, orphan the children <laughs> the situation is funny come on you're like all right let's just go back and when you said about a attack helicopter gun <laughs> okay let's let's analyze uh the, the subtle nature of that scene i was like sorry i, I couldn't i couldn't resist and i well that's not quite the absurd. direction come on it is absurd but that's not quite the direction i was i was heading towards uh anime today Let's say that same scene was made today, right? You will get that cutaway or a total black screen, right? Or or red all sprayed across so you don't actually see it. I would even go further and say that in uh, like in modern anime you wouldn't really get that scene. Right? You could basically get the I think at worst you would get the co- you would get the context enough that you need you see a village you see children, attack helicopter, attack helicopter fires, cut off to hearing about, you know, children having been murdered. Right. I don't like think you would even get get it, like, at all. Yeah, you'd get some because sort of, I can't believe they did that dialogue, right? Yeah. So, yes. with that being said, in the past, we did see it. Now, we don't see it. Does that detract from the plot? Either or. What's the What's the argument there? Uh, I mean, I, mean um... I, I don't think it's always hard to, hard to argue either, but I don't necessarily think like, I don't think it detracts to not show it in brutal detail, but it, it again, it depends on what it is you're trying to go for, right? Because genocyber, again, just to use that as the, as the example, because genocyber is all about the violence, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that, for example, that they, for some reason, they kept all the other, like, corpses exploding and rooms painted in blood <laughs> that kept that but for some reason they edited out the chopper scene right that would be weird because like really that's too much <laughs> right <laughs> that's but, the line <laughs> <laughs> right but it's like you know so in that it, it to me it's just it's about consistency right do you want it in or do you not want it in if you don't want it in that that's your that's your derogative right you you can you cannot want that that's fine and in which case, it, it all has to go. In which case, right. somebody needs to burn Genocyber to the ground because that can't exist. <laughs> but <laughs> so but here's, yeah. here's the other We're side of the coin, there. then. We're getting there. You know. Here's the other I mean, side of the coin. We have a show like King's Game that came out not too long ago, where it was constant cutaways. Mm. My take yeah, well, would be I that mean, actually detracted from the show. Yes. I mean, 
King's not Game from is the story because the story is kind of uh, yes, but... from the, the enjoyment maybe uh, but... you get from the show. I guess, but King's Game is in this funny little camp of it's so bad, it's hilarious. And besides, it adds some kind of funny moments, like the girl in the in the hoodie who spontaneously combusts as she's trying to hack this uh, this <laughs> virus. And uh, what does she do? What's the logical explanation to do when you catch on fire? Well, it's a little bit hot in here. Let me take off my fucking clothes and get into my underwear. Doesn't matter, you know. I don't. I don't want to be too hot, you know. Who cares? I'm on fire. It's not my clothes. I'm on fire, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's just get naked. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think King's Kim had a very good idea of what Violence it wanted to be, to be or <laughs> yeah, and kind of like it's not so much about trying to hide something as much as it's just like them trying to find out how can we. I hate using the word exploit this, but yeah, how can we exploit this? Like, well, she's on fire. Oh, this is a great excuse to show tits. Well, okay, so that's that kind of goes with, you know, the exploitation of, uh, let's call it the tit- the titties. Yep. The titties exploitation. No, I mean, the the lack of violence or the the tell-don't-show, is, it's a global phenomenon. Uh, there's a, there's There are many studies over that, yeah. Finally, I'm talking lawyer shit. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, what happened was with electricity, uh, because everything now runs in electricity, we stay up way later than we should, or sure. when how we used to be. Yes, in the I 70s, do. 80s, uh, the children would go to bed very early. Nowadays, they don't. Uh, those shows, like the, the 70s and 80s shows we see nowadays, uh, they were in, in the middle of the night. They would go on television shows, not movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV shows, they would go in, in television. They would air in the middle of the night. Uh, 2 a.m., 1 a.m., you know, the, the adult swim and uh, what was the uh, tsunami things? Like, they would go and in the, in, they would air on television in the middle of the night. What happens uh, from the 90s until now, the children and, you know, young adults, they go to bed, they go to sleep way late. Thought is a prime example of that. <laughs> yes, he I am. Barely sleeps. So, because of that, many things regarding, regarding violence had to be changed and uh, I don't want to call them censorship organizations, but uh, media regulation organizations, they start to pressure, so you know, uh, if you either tell, don't show, or if you need to show you do what they do with Tokyo Ghoul, where the whole screen is just black. Right. And you see, like, just a, a, just a little bit of screen, so you have context of what's going on. Not only violence. Uh, in Japan, in Japan is a little bit different, because they have a censorship over porn, and that affects, uh, like, affects anime as well. I remember, like, in 2010, they left a ban over showing pubes. <laughs> And people mm-hmm. went crazy. They wanted like to burn stuff down. It, it's when it comes to in in the hand, I guess we might talk about that. But the same thing goes to to nudity and things like that. Gradually, you need to exclude that because the people who are not suited for that kind of uh, content are watching it, are still awake. They're still watching those kind of things. Right. Uh, that's why you see like this. Uh, kind of 
you, nowadays it's usually like it's more of a seldom show scenario because you know uh light beams or <laughs> half of the screen being just black uh really isn't really like it's not good so just using some sy symbols and you know uh making references to violence is usually uh what they do except light violence yeah. some some anime even they will censor slaps right yes. they they won't show the 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 act of slapping someone you just see like the the waist of the characters and a little bit of the hand so you you get the or you the see the context after of effect. someone yeah you get someone the motion is, and you hear that yeah so like they don't show a slap you know uh that that is happening a lot hmm. What we also what we natural? also see, uh, what we also see from the from the past, um, not not so much today is uh, character designs or faces being being uh, disfigured, right? Yes. Now yeah, whether no. whether that's keeping a character pretty or or <laughs> whatnot, take that for what you what you will. But back back then, we whenever you have a violent scene of some kind whether a character gets punched in the face or um stabbed in the eye you know let, let's just go let's just take it up a notch right you will you will see the character with those wounds later right now today you'll see him with a band-aid over him big deal right you don't actually see their face swollen or an eye's missing and there's blood dripping out I mean, I mean, we can you we can, can look at Dororo. Dororo had a scene like that, but like it doesn't yeah. show. Like it just showed the motion of the sword, and uh, yep. then you see the after effect with the uh, with the guy just holding his his face, right, and yeah. blood. And so, but, like, right, I understand what is going on, but they cannot show it because if they show it, uh, the what is the name of? There's a there's an association. It's a Japanese association. Usually, anytime there's a a lolly with bikini on television they go on in a rampage to censor it <laughs> but i don't remember their names basically they would say that can no they, they don't say that can go on television they say we advise you to not show that anymore on television <laughs> very very subtle <laughs> yeah no but i mean i i don't even think like you talk about like you know can't show as much but i think there's even a bigger problem than that and that is that you see this, you can see this in show, uh, certain shonen as well, uh, not all of them, but you see them like this whole thing where it's like, as long as it's male characters, you can watch them get beat up. Not too bad, but you can watch them get beat up. But when it's female characters, you cannot. And as a matter of fact, you can't even watch them, uh, like show them with a scratch. There are, there are many shows except, that come out, except. you see that, that they, no, but yeah, there are many shows you see that where the girls were like, no matter what, they always look fine because they have to. Yeah. <laughs> Except like domestic violence, they show yeah, okay, okay. for some for some reason like for some reason they show domestic violence. Yeah, they're too <laughs> used think, to that. Oh, yeah, God. I think that is that is way worse than showing like someone losing uh, a limb. Yeah, I think. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's funny. Japanese censorship over violence is a little bit funny and funky. Yeah. Well, Amer <laughs> uh, the United States is very much in that same realm of being funky yes. with what they show. Uh, oh, absolutely. In the, the States fucking, here... The no, the no bear skin, but fucking violence, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can see a guy getting shot in the head on TV at in prime time, but God forbid you see a titty, right? <laughs> yep. 
Oh, that's that's just what I love because like here is the exact opposite. I've seen a guy full frontal nudity on fucking primetime TV. I love that. <laughs> it's like we don't give a shit about that here, and I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of like that because I think one of the great great examples because I I have a like a decent example of the whole like censorship debate and what is too much and what is too little is it appropriate and uh, that is ha- have any of you guys seen uh, uh, a Serbian film? No, mm. I don't like horror movies. <laughs> yeah, a, a Serbian, Serbian film is movie. A, no. Yeah. No, a Serbian film is a uh, yeah a Serbian Just film basically to to shorten it down the Serbian film was about this retired por- porn star who gets roped in by this eccentric uh, porn director to shoot one last thing Ooh. and he is into very hardcore stuff as it turns out that that hardcore stuff includes hardcore BDSM um, like uh, you know having sex with minors literally mutilating and killing people. Ah. And that's that's like essentially what it escalates into. Gets into this crazy whole stuff with drug abuse and just absolutely fucked up porn because this director, he's crazy, but he wants to challenge the boundaries of art. Ah. Right? That's the idea. That's that's the cult core theme of that movie. What is too much? Now what happened to this movie? Well, most of the world has banned that movie from ever being shown. So uh <laughs> but certain countries, like my own, have not. <laughs> And but it's like because but it is interesting and I like that it exists for that very reason because it literally does challenge that perspective. Can you go too far? And as most of the world has said, yes, a Serbian film is too much. <laughs> it's way too much. <laughs> so it's, it's it's interesting because that is literally a movie that does try to try to like look at that and just basically wanted to see like the director himself said. His entire idea was just to say how people would react because he knew it was going too far. Right. But that was the plan. That was the plan. He wanted to go too far. Well, we'll get we'll get to uh, a certain a certain couple scenes I'd like to revisit when we get to Ninja Scroll when we discuss that in our review later. Uh, what made sense and what doesn't make sense. So, uh, moving on, uh, a popular genre that thrives on the use of violence. And I, I, I took two in particular, horror and thriller. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, if you're watching a horror movie, let's just say Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Junji Ito even, right? Anime. It's, it's violent, but it's a different kind of violence. You know, I, I think what most people associate with the word violence is the limbs being ripped off and people drinking the blood kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's way, there, there's such a, uh, like you said, Tori, something as simple as uh, a person being slapped. That is violence in itself. And mm-hmm. even something as simple as that isn't even shown today, right? Sometimes. And, sometimes, yeah. Uh, sometimes, like, sometimes they even do, like, they steal frame for the slap. That is, I thought, a weird one. Yeah. It's it's very strange where the lines are drawn. So in in an, in something like horror and thriller that thrives on it, uh, if you cut away a lot of the, a lot of these violent acts, then are you truly watching a horror or thriller anymore? And I would say no. You're watching um, a suspense, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, yeah, but I mean suspense horror is another thing. But again, like. 
they, like, are we, I, I agree. Are we counting like violent, like uh, psychological violence as well? Because yes. then, like, you can physical violence you can get out of a horror movie, and you still have the psychological violence aspect. Yeah, horror and thriller thrives on whether it's physical, physical or psychological. That's what makes yeah, those uh, two genres special. Why they aren't yeah. popular in Japan is a different matter altogether. <laughs> yeah, no, but like my point was just I want to make that, like, like when it comes to horror, you don't necessarily need the need the violence. You could portray horror in other ways. Now, obviously, again, you exclude the suspense, so that does come become kind of more into that suspense horror. But like you take take a look at something like Mononoke, for example. That is a great horror horror anime. It's just it's not at all about violence really it's mostly about the like the uh, it's mostly about suspense it's about creating this spooky atmosphere and it does does that great granted you do see a body in it well if you don't pause it at the right time you might not see it but you can see a body in it once if you want to <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah I mean, no, so violence... I, I think uh, horror is one of those things like I wouldn't necessarily bound horror to like oh it has it has to be violent not really you could there are many ways you can depict horror and you doesn't it doesn't necessarily directly have to be in conflict with or harm the characters there are many things that are just as spooky as you know having something out to kill you there are movies about you know where it's like you don't for like 90 90 I say for like but most of the movie you don't even see the quote-unquote bad thing, the quote-unquote scary thing. So... So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think... I don't necessarily think <laughs> violence and horror have to go together. I'm not saying you should exclude violence. You can. But there are also many examples of, you know, violent horrors that it's just like, it's not even really horror because it's not even scary. It's just Corpse Party. The well, anime, that is. <laughs> well... So no, the reason the reason that. why I bring up kind of the 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 B the B horror movies right with Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees it's the act of a dude chasing after someone with a big knife right that's violence oh. right there and with with the impending doom of a character that's where that's where the 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 genre thrives you know uh, you could even there was uh, oh shit what was that anime called um. You know where the whole town's being turned into vampires? Uh, Shiki. Shiki. So there was an OVA episode of Shiki, right? Where technically nothing was shown. Uh, it was all the vampires in a like a sewer grate, right? And they were crawling away, and it was it was, and the uh, townspeople, the village people, were chasing them down, and one by one they were being taken away. So all you see is the impending doom of. Uh, one by one, you see the vampires taken, and it and it flips it around. So, and that's why I think that was the best episode of Shiki was not even in the show. <laughs> <laughs> not because hard, because it okay. hit it hit this horror and thriller violence so well because you knew it was happening, right? You saw the act, you saw the violent acts of the townspeople coming after the vampires. And then the vampires being ripped away, and them saying, "I don't want to die. I don't want to die." Like that's very violent in itself. Did we see it? No. Like you said, Tori, you don't have to see everything. But the but the use of it, 
was very effective to the story being told. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, it's it's a shock element. It is violence. The biggest problem with violence is that you get used to it, and it loses its effect. <laughs> Just like anything yeah. else, right? If you watch a shoujo romance, and they go every episode with almost kissing, and then someone like falls through a ceiling... You lose the surprise. You lose when they, if they actually do kiss, then you're like, oh, finally, instead of, oh, they did it. Right? Well, yeah, but it like, wor- when it works in other violence, genres. Like, yeah, but like the biggest difference is that shoujo romance is not in your daily life. <laughs> At least not in my daily life, but I, I barely go outside. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't know, but violence is. You know? Not for you, Tori, I guess. But for me, it's like violence is my daily life. So for you, Hickey, uh, violence is, is <laughs> violence is more prominent in your life than romance. <laughs> Hickey goes out and yes. explodes people. <laughs> no, like I've I've seen people reduced to dirty pieces of meat in the asphalt. I've seen those kind of things. It's normal, <laughs> unfortunately. But for me, it's very normal. Uh, I've seen betrayals. I see. I've seen people getting shot in the back for for best fr- uh, by best friends, things like that. I've seen batshit crazy stuff. For me, violence is very normal. When it goes to anime and like when they show those kind of things, I'm not very shocked because I get used to it. I get desynthesized. Uh, so you know, still uh, seeing someone begging for their lives. Uh, it's something very shock. It's a, it causes a lot of shock. It doesn't see that <laughs> too much. Uh, again, I've, I've I've seen like two times. It was in video, but regardless. Uh, so yeah, the problem with violence is that it's a it can do two things. It's either a way of getting you somewhere, and JD put it down here in themes, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is shocking you. As the viewer. Now, we're talking about horror. I don't watch that much uh, horror movies because I don't like horror movies. I, I, I'm, I'm, I get scared with fiction for some reason. Reality doesn't really scare me. <laughs> uh, but fiction is square, it scares the shit out of me for some reason. The thought but of I've the played, unknown. <laughs> I, I've played a lot of uh, horror games and Outlast has a lot of violence in it. But it it's there to shock you and, you know, to give you that feeling of, I don't really want that happening to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the fucked up shit. The Serbian uh, movie kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. My, like, I, I've always been the sort of person who kind of just prefer, like, uh, you can use violence, but it's like, especially when it comes to horror, I want the idea to kind of be, like, the uh, the main cause of, like, uh, concern and you know being scared because there's one thing you know when you just see someone get murdered right it's like yeah okay sure I've, I've seen that before like Hickey says you get really sensitized to that stuff it's like eh whatever he's dead <laughs> it's like but it's the idea that it's the idea that oh my god I I wish I had I knew I don't remember I don't remember the title of this movie there's a Norwegian horror movie but I can't remember the title of it it does but what it does is it does this thing really well. It's about this group of characters who go up in a mountain mm-hmm. to uh, on a skiing trip, 
and one at the beginning, one of the guys breaks his leg. So they take him to this uh, hotel up there, but there's no one there. It's abandoned. So well, they and it's a snowstorm. So they have to camp there, and wait for it to get over. <laughs> Just your uh, normal like Norwegian out. afternoon. <laughs> yep, literally. And uh, right, but there's a there's a group of people. Right? They were just there to have fun, but shit's going going wrong. And uh, but you know everything looks abandoned. It looks like there hasn't been anyone here for a, a long time. Uh, and uh, as things, as you know, they start to explore this place. Things look kind of creepy. Things are a little bit weird. Things are a little bit out of place. But yeah, they're not going to have to stay here very much longer. Uh, they're just going to, you know, get together again and, you know, <laughs> sleep together. Uh, so that they don't get separated. But someone's missing. Where could they have gone? I don't know. Can't find them. Weird. Whatever. As time progresses, people keep disappearing. They're, uh, they start to notice. They start to hear stuff. They start to see stuff. There is someone here. Eventually they start to find corpses. They start to find people who have been killed. And there is someone here killing them. But who? Where? <laughs> and I, I love that. Because the yeah. main guy, the bad thing, he isn't present for 90% of the movie. At all. But he's ex- But you're still extremely frightened of every sound you hear. Because you know he yeah, is somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, like, the psychological horror or the psychological violence usually comes, like, with torture. When when we're talking about violence, uh, domestic abuse, torture, it is way more beneficial. <laughs> I'm saying violence is beneficial. <laughs> but, uh, it's way more beneficial to a... I forgot the thing. A, a story for a story. Uh, when... Physical violence is just there. <laughs> but what gets you, it's to translate what you said to anime, you get what Higurashi did. Mm. Higurashi is very good to the psychological part of it. Not much the actual, actual physical violence there is in the show. You know, the like the beginning, very cutesy, everyone is happy, and then, you know... The guy start going out of the girls from the village, and one of the, the girls give him some things like some <laughs> sweets to eat. He gets a sweet. He's just eating, and he realizes the the sweets are full of needles inside. Mm. And he looks uh, through the window, and she's just staring at his <laughs> house, saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Under the like a heavy rain. That is psychological violence, you know. Eating like giving someone uh, sweets with needles inside, uh, getting your nails removed uh, for like the the nails extractor device, you know, being tortured, those kind of things. They are they are, they are violent. They are mm-hmm. violent acts. Uh, finding a body and all the uh, the traumatic experience that that causes, uh, they are a a type of violence, a psychological violence. But for the psychological violence, you need a little bit of physical violence, uh, which nowadays anime kind of fails to deliver because, you know, all those things related to, to society and uh, other uh, points. And that is very detrimental, not for the story, but for the element of psychological violence. All right. So... Um... 
some other th- things. Uh, just I'm just going to run through uh, a few other points. Uh, popular shows that thrive on violence in regards to character development. Not saying uh, the show itself is great or anything, but what it does right has to do with violence. Uh, two show, two popular shows going on today: Tokyo Ghoul and Attack on Titan. Tokyo Ghoul, one one of its shining moments is when your main character uh, Kaneki is being tortured, and to escape the torture, he goes into his own mind and starts fighting, essentially himself, whether to uh, learn from his childhood teachings that his mother gave him or give into the violent side of himself, embrace it, right? Then you have Attack on Titan, where the whole motivation of your main character was off seeing his mother eaten by a titan, right? Without these mm-hmm. things, then you don't have your characters. You don't know who they are. They're, they're, they would just be milk toast childhood person, right? Uh... Popular shows that thrive on violence in terms of setting or emphasis on show structure. This is uh, to properly illustrate the state of the world. Um, And the two examples I put here, these are your more psychological elements because you have your setting and it plays a role on the story and characters being told. Uh, That's Paranoia Agent, which is Satoshi Kon. He's very good at this. And Psychopaths, another popular anime that a lot of people have seen where the Sybil system in Psychopaths uh, determines how you should act in society. And if you go across this line, which is funny, once you cross this imaginary violence line, then you are deemed uh, unfit for society, right? So, pe- Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a... Uh, it's, not even a uh, it's not even necessarily you have to do anything. It's just the general fear that a system outside of your control can just deem you to be unfit for society for... <laughs> literally no racing. Right. So in Paranoia Agent, you have this kid on rollerblades beating the shit out of people with a metal bat. Like, you don't want to do that. And it, and it shows the uh, shows the shadowy figure of Shonen Bat over here going, clink! You know, home run to their head. A, vi- a very violent act. And because it's a violent act and society's reacting to it, it becomes this hive mind, right? And then on the flip, flip side of the coin of Psychopaths, it's all individualistic with how everyone's reacting to society being run a certain way. Uh, and then we have themes. Themes, you, you, uh, common themes that, I, that you see a lot is uh, you'll see um, the act of oppression. You know, it, it makes the scene or character seem less human. Uh, we can go back to Tokyo Ghoul, where the ghouls are seen as animals, right? The, the uh, Tokyo Ghoul is a good example of a lot of these themes. It puts... All of them together. Now, is the story good is a different story. Uh, <laughs> different argument in itself. Uh, so yeah, making making a character seem less human is very popular, especially in anime. It, it, it gives you a the whole, uh, I feel bad for the person or character on screen, right? Um, in fact, you see that in a lot of school anime where you'll see a character being bullied. They're not up to par with the rest of society kind of deal, right? They're less human. Um, Then you have, in the name of peace, quote-unquote, or some sort of greater good, you always get that in war-torn anime. Gundam is a great example. Uh, That's always the theme of that. And so you see 
tons and tons of millions of people dying, as long as it's for a good cause in, in their mind, then they are justified with this act of violence. Uh, we saw it in Kino's Journey uh, when, we, when we just reviewed that on this podcast, where there was an entire town, or uh, two countries, would murder this middle, this middle village in the name of, well, only X amount of people die as opposed to these thousands, right? It's for the greater good. Mm. Then you have the evil being 101. Uh, th- this is commonly seen as someone eating flesh or acting like an animal. So it plays into, you usually see a lot of that playing into the whole less human thing. So, um, devil man, uh, someone becoming a vampire, someone becoming a ghoul, they're eating something. So they're making them less human. They're an animal. Uh, you relate to kind of the horror element of it. Uh, so it's very it's a violent act in itself. Like, we as humans don't eat other humans, right? But animals do. Yep. So. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite's a great example of that as well. And then there's the 80s to early 90s. Just in general. The uh, excessive violence, or otherwise known as gore porn, which Tori brought up earlier with uh, Genocyber. Right? Mm. Example yeah. Examples include showing body parts explode, i.e. Fist of the North Star. <laughs> Except it's cens- censored. <laughs> well. Uh, eating people. Already censored. <laughs> yeah, eating people, i.e. Devil Man. Uh, showers of blood and cut limbs, i.e. Ninja Scroll, which is related to what we're uh, reviewing not too long from now. So... Uh, Hickey, you brought up a point about Ninja Ninja Scroll. Um, we'll save a good chunk of it for obviously review. But uh, when Ninja Scroll came out in '93, that was kind of like you said earlier with with pe- with kids used to go to bed earlier, right? Yeah. And then you got well, to this I mean, time Ninja frame. Scroll, it's, it's, yeah. It's... Ninja Scroll was a movie which is a little bit different, but it's the same thing. If you get if we get uh, the the shows that went on television the violent shows on television, you see a pattern of being late night show, mm-hmm. late night shows or early morning shows, like 3 a.m. <laughs> Who watches shit at 3 a.m.? Just sweaty otakus <laughs> that go <laughs> on, like go to, to watch something on television, especially violence, uh, violent shit. Uh, very little censorship, but it's still a fairly amount of censorship and self-censorship, like the beginning of self-censorship. Uh, you have a scene, you use an angle, or you use shadows, you know, those kind of things. But yeah, in 93, uh, Ninja Scroll was one of the, the last ones from where you could show everything you wanted. <laughs> but yeah, GD was in, a, was in a, a thread and he just left. So, yeah. Uh, Tori, you have anything to say about the late 80s, early 90s? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, like... The fun part of having to... Getting to watch uh, violent stuff on TV, imagine. Imagine being a kid and then you can't get to bed and you wake up early for some reason. And then you go to watch something on TV. <laughs> it was, oh, it was definitely those. different times. <laughs> I had those in, like, early 2000s. Uh, oh. MTV would air. Wow, 
<laughs> anime and like just English, like American shit. And I was awoke. It was like almost 1 a.m. I turned in and <laughs> and MTV and Afro Samurai was was airing, <laughs> and I was like, oh. "Oh, this is a cartoon!" Oh god! Oh my <laughs> god! Oh. oh my god! Yeah, Afro Samurai I, is also a very <laughs> yeah. no, unnecessarily gory shade. <laughs> Probably seen. I haven't seen it, but no, I wish I it's could. Great. I wish I could say I had that experience, but uh, I had to wake up super early to watch Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a only, little bit different, not, not quite as violent. A little bit less violent. I mean, uh, I mean you ha- you still have like animal abuse and shit. Yeah, I just ask Peter. <laughs> no, but like I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting part, right? Because obviously censorship is like pr- a pretty big discussion nowadays. You see in anime, movies, TV series, video games. Right, and it's like, what's uh, what's too much censorship? What's enough censorship? Is censorship even should censorship even be a thing? I it's I generally lean towards the, I don't want censorship, mostly because I think that the you know the age rating is there for a reason, right? It's like if something yeah. says that it's mature, if it's for people eighteen or above, right? It's like who cares if it? Oh, a kid couldn't watch it. Yeah, of course they couldn't. They're not supposed to. Right? I understand that that also then means that it can't get on TV, generally speaking, especially now, which I'm fine with, but um, not everyone sees it sees it that way. But like it's it's a hard nut to crack, right? Because what is again, what is too much censorship? Because there are times where I even notice where you have examples of censorship that isn't uh, that bad. A uh, oh I don't, I forget what that rage I think it's called the uh, the video game rage yeah yes. came out rage, with a new, rage, new game recently yeah rage two is coming out soon yeah right and one of the big things there that I saw is that there is a bit of not not controversy but a scene was censored uh, for the Japanese video game for the Japanese release as opposed to the Western one because in the Western one you see a guy get like he's being tortured with like a uh, a torch so uh-huh. like they're they're burning him. And uh, in the Japanese version, that scene is censored. But the way it's censored is, it's censored in a way that, like, you see them get on top of it, hold him down, like, talk talk shit, and turn on the torch and, like, ta- taunt him with it. And then but every time they go to burn it, they kind of tilt the camera so that you can't see the act of him getting burned. And that's, like, one of those things where, like, you see, it's censorship. But at the same time, it's like, they still encapsulate exactly what this scene is it's just that as opposed to the western version you don't actually get to see the flames touch his body <laughs> it's like, like, like uh, my my wife is the my wife is the school uh, the president of the, oh, yeah, the, the school council because like there's two versions one yeah. with the with one of the sex scenes and the other one was just the, yeah, sense, the, the that, funky censorship. That's a good point too. The uh, Shimonetta as well. That's you know a show that literally does that. It's about toying with censorship. Like censorship is the joke. So it's, yeah. you can you can you can use censorship as well. You can use censorship as a way of <laughs> of yeah to build your history. Yes, I I believe yes. I mean my problem with censorship is that. 
uh, if you censor something, you are bound to radicalize it. Yes. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't believe it's a good way of doing things. Uh, when you start uh, saying that people couldn't can say stuff or can show stuff, cannot uh, depict violence, or like you start saying they are a bad artist because they do violent uh, things, they do violent works, mm. you are bound to radicalize it. Because again, yes. it's just like a seven movie. He will try, this. those persons, they will try. It's the human nature, right? They will try to push the boundaries. Yes. Uh, if I'm not allowed to do that, <laughs> fuck it, <laughs> right? Uh. So yeah, definitely, although we don't see, I mean, we see that in manga, actually. There's some very, very violent manga. Like that tube. That tube is a very violent manga about snuff movies. Yes. Uh, how to get popular on YouTube. <laughs> how to get popular on YouTube, yeah. Oh, that one is a bad one. Berserk is very violent. <laughs> Berserk, Berserk is very, is very violent. violent, but it's inside of the setting. Again, it's, you know, part of the setting. It's shocking. Berserk is more on the shocking uh, side because, you know, rapey. Uh, horses well, and <laughs> demons, but here, here's and the thing: did nothing wrong, and you know. Here's the thing: thing. everything we've we've named here today, it comes down to uh, setting the scene, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it all comes down to. When you set yeah. the scene well, whether whether it's inherently violent, overly, overly violent, or something as simple as a slap to the face, if you set the scene well and the characters are there, then it it makes sense no matter what it looks like. Yes. But, I mean, even still, I I don't even want to put that stipulation in it because I hate the stipulation. Uh, but I, I just think it's something that in general, you're going to have to deal with the fact that there are bad violence shows, right? Because They do exist. If, Not saying they yeah, don't. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I know, I know that. But it's like, because the number one argument I see against violence is that, uh, or is, that is that, well, it's not okay. It's okay when I when it's good, but other than that, it's not okay. But it's like, you can't really put that stipulation because that is way too, way too vague, right? When, not, when it's good. Well, when is it good? When you think it's good, right? That's like, well, what is that, good that becomes violence? that whole, yeah, it's like, that, that becomes that like whole, that becomes the whole Sony fucking policy right now of just like oh something don't, don't may or may not no, be no, no. You, something not may or may not be okay dep- depending on what uh, <laughs> on what they feel like on the day, right? It's like you, no one can, you can't do anything with that, right? My gotta get him fucking yeah. Sensitive. No, but like you can't do <laughs> anything with that with that mindset. You can't. An artist cannot, you know, do anything knowing that knowing that it's something like I. Your vi- you want to draw a violent manga, for example, right? Well, you can only do it if I think it's good. It's like it was. It's like the fuck am I supposed to do with that information? Well, that is what the <laughs> publisher's for, right? He brings something. To, the artist will bring something to the table, and if the pul- publisher goes, "Yeah, I approve of this," then well, that should that should be the step, right? That is that well, is yes, all. But that's for, that's be. for publishing. That's. That's not even for that's not even necessarily for violence check or what. That's just for whether or not they want to they actually want to publish it, which is which is another slippery slope. Because if you want to get published in like a major magazine, you're gonna have to adhere to rules because they're the ones who decide what they publish. Right. No, the, the <laughs> yeah, rules like, are yeah, rules but... are there, and if you want to go outside the rules, you can't go with X person, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying. Uh, 
I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you went into more detail with with what I was saying, uh, Tori. With you can't define something as good or bad. I'm just saying that if the violence makes sense, right? Then that's yeah. that's when. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's not the fact of making sense, uh, because this is fine. You can make sense of violence, whatever you you want to. Uh, if you have someone with a mental disorder and they do something violent, that is enough to justify using the violence. I don't think that's the problem. I think is showing it. Effectively showing it. Uh, when it comes to shows on television, uh, I believe it is understandable. Some stuff are self-censored. It, it already goes out of the production line censored by the animators sure. and the the, the director, especially when you have a manga to compare with and you see how they they tweak the scene to not show too much. Uh, one thing that is very reminiscent of that is on Attack on Titan in like the first volumes uh, where the, the first wall is overrun by the Titans. A guy commits suicide by like shooting himself uh, in the head. The manga shows it, the, the, the anime doesn't. They just, you know, you just hear the bang. And a character has a disgusted face on, and you see what happened. You understand what happens. I understand those kind of things, but also there's a lot of violence. There's they're justified and they are fine, but sometimes those self censorship or even the censorship, the post censorship, it's so overprotective that it it just makes the the show chunky. Let's put mm. like that. It, yeah. Like having steals out of out of nowhere because right. of violence, uh, having scenes that don't show anything, or having scenes with shadows and things. It and I'm not talking about heavy violence. Like you said, I slap, like a steal of a slap, not not the the, the motion. Of course, I, I guess there's some productions uh, issues as well and <laughs> decisions that would make you know that would uh, seem like economic economizing uh, some frames on a slap and right. investing on other scenes and things like that. But still, it's very overprotective. Mm. Uh, like we, some, I, I believe the next step is like violence against objects. We stop showing those kind of things. Slowly and slowly. Uh, I think Kono uh, Oto Tomare this season has a scene where some uh, Koto instruments are like smashed, but I, I don't believe they showed it. Even though, like, the characters there are looking at the, the instruments being smashed, they don't show the act of smashing them. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's a little bit overprotective. And this is the problem, because if you are overprotective, then yes, I think it's detrimental to the story. Mm -hmm. Because you're not enjoying that much, you know, since the thing in your mind is, damn, this was unnecessary. Yeah, you kind, you of, more... you kind of miss out on that satisfaction, right? Um, mm. like if I, if I'm, if I'm seeing, let's just say any scene and someone is pissed off, right? Let's say, uh, son, you're grounded. You failed a test and it cuts to him and he has this history of, of, uh, being frustrated and he's been holding it back this whole time. I'm just painting a, a picture here. In Angry my issues. Right. Yeah. Angry issues. And, uh, he finally snaps. It was the last time. Uh, I think today they would just show the door being slammed and you, and you just hear things being thrown around, 
It's very unsatisfying because mm-hmm. you've built up to this character being frustrated. It should cut to the character, slams the door in his room, cuts to his face, right? And then it shows him throwing a lamp against the wall. He's losing his mind, right? You know, we've all been there, right? It's very relatable to you just nope. you just overcoming emotions. Nope. <laughs> no, never. Okay. Never. But I god damn it, JD, why did you have to use that as examples? Because the moment you said that, like ang- kid grounded anger issues, now for some reason I just immediately paint that into a scene from a fucking horror movie where it's like he is uh he is losing it, he is insane and then or he is going crazy. And then all these like you get this like uh shot of him smashing things and he's beating so he's beating something, he's punching his bed and fucking punching into the bed, punching into the uh uh, into the pillow, and then as you see, all of a sudden, you start something sticky is on his hand. It's blood. What did what the hell happened? Did he, did he just like fucking, did he punch his, the wall too hard or something? Did he start bleeding from his hand and looks down. And then it's fucking his sister. He's been, he's been beating his sister. Like <laughs> for some reason, I just turned that your whole fucking oh. example into a goddamn horror movie. Wow, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> really good scene and I think it was on uh, that is basically what happens in Mahashojo's the whole blinded by raging it's a horrible just, oops moment <laughs> yeah no but it's just like it's it's just that's I can't talk about violence because that's my mind just starts like how can we make this interesting how can we make this even <laughs> more violent and horrid right yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, well but you know it, you just took you just took my scenario and and stepped it up a notch. So then, mm. where would Hickey take it? Let's let's take it up another notch, right? And he like kicks a dog or something after that. Like what what really then is worse? <laughs> I love how I love how when JD's mind beating your sister to death is not worse than kicking a dog. Hey, you would be you would be awfully surprised how when someone sees like another dude getting the shit kicked out of him, but then as soon as you heard a puppy. Like people lose their minds. That is that is a fact, right? Call, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, lead. hurting the animal is worse than hurting another human, right? Yeah. The the Alfred, like the Alfred lead scene, <laughs> where <laughs> yes, like, they, exactly they, they kill the puppy and everyone's just like, oh, those kids deserved it. It was like, what the fuck? yeah, that's a great example. Elfin <laughs> lead, you know, these these kids are bullying the, the. Was it a cat or a dog? It was a dog, right? That was a dog. It was a yeah. dog, yeah. I mean, Hickey, come on, let's so, like, be real. fucking murder those it. kids. <laughs> and everyone's uh, like, oh, it's fine. They were little devils. It's like, yeah. they're still kids. <laughs> it's like, they're still kids. They're assholes. Uh, also, by the way, another another great example. Guess what they didn't show? They didn't show the dog beaten to death. They just see. They just show him, like, the kid laying the dog down, and then he grabs the fucking mace or whatever it was, and then he just, you start to see, like, because the table's, table's covering them up, and he just sits there, and you see the him, like, Swing it back and then bash it down in the blood, but you don't see yeah, him. Yeah, like, you don't see him beat it. After, after that, you see the kid basically exploding. Yep. And, <laughs> Again, and that self censorship. <laughs> we can't show kid dogs getting killed, but kids, no problem. <laughs> uh, okay. Have we be- have we beaten this topic to death yet? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh my god! Bludgeoned it. <laughs> Violence can be funny too, as well. I mean, just watch *Fist of the North Star*. It, it can. I mean, the the Kurochan. The Kurochan. Yep. And is this a zombie? Korea zombie this guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny for many other reasons. Also, though. 
<laughs> All of them have to do with violence. All right. Some of it's sexual. <laughs> sexual, vi- sexual violence <laughs> is a type of violence. Uh, it's a type of, type of sexual the OVAs, act as well. <laughs> uh, the OVAs are... Mm. <laughs> There's some stuff that happens in the OVAs. Let's not go. All right. Uh, specific on that. All right, JD. Next drop. Let's start the review of Ninja Scroll. Hooray. Are you new to anime? Do you have hard-hitting questions? Well, what do you think happens when you mix war and anime together? It is funny, right? Because he is just fucking like he is the guy that you wonder how we how we managed to get into the military. Because I mean, you don't know anything about him, really. really. Don't ask, don't tell, Tori. Duh. Yep. He just kind (laughs) of walks up to people and slaps them on the ass, and then go, "Hey, (laughs) hey, good game. (laughs) Good war, right?" Shouldn't you do something and go out there and risk my life? Nah. <laughs> uh, you expect me to? You expect me to fight this war and slap someone's ass? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll take care of everyone when they come back, real good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nah. Well, I guess you can find humor just about anywhere. You are listening to the Redleaf Retrocast, found on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the podcast is located on all your favorite outlets iTunes, Stitcher, and more. And now, back to the show. <laughs> now, it's time we start dealing with the business at hand. All yours, Hickey. Alright. Alucard has given this you is... the, the go-ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is our review of Ninja Scroll, a, an anime movie made by Studio Madhouse. The is this the OG Madhouse, like the original uh, lineup in '93? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. All right. So original Madhouse, not the the fake one with which only has the name Madhouse of nowadays. Uh, the director and character designer was Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Uh, he directed Midnight Midnight Aigoku. Great anime as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bro- Buddy the Mighty and a ton of Madhouse, and he made a ton of Madhouse storyboard work as well. He Kawajiri is the original creator for Ninja Scroll, it was released in June 1993. And the summary from Anime Planet reads Jubei Kibagami is just a wandering swordsman minding his own business until fate lands him in the middle of a battle with the terrifying. Devils of Kimo. Now the fate of all Japan lies in the hands of a vagabond samurai, a deadly female ninja, literally deadly female ninja, <laughs> and a perverted old man monk, as they take on an enemy who is literally immortal. And he looks like every 80s villain. <laughs> Kind of does, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got the big sideburns, the big forehead, the proof, the uh, the pronounced chin. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, he looks like the 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 the, the guy in what's the name? Megalobox. Megalobox, yes. Yeah, <laughs> everyone like it's it is a trope for villains from the eighties and nineties to look like that. <laughs> Yeah, when I saw him, I go, that's What's-His-Face from Megalobox, or Rikishi from Ashida no Joe, or <laughs> I just started, like, naming all these characters off my head. It's like, okay, we got it. <laughs> You're right, Iggy. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, now it's time for JD thoughts, so he's gonna take it over again, and I'll be back to the final considerations and score and uh, some other things at the end. Oh, so go on, JD. Okay, well, um, this is uh, my first experience ever with Ninja Scroll. I have heard this throughout my entire life. Uh, you need to watch Ninja Scroll. Everyone references Ninja Scroll as kind of the original uh, '90s crazy over-the-top. Uh, violence, action, whatever, right? Uh, sex is even thrown in there. Uh, so I had some... I had a slew of expectations and also not know what to expect truly because I couldn't quite picture what this was in my head. Uh, the way people were describing it, I pictured it as this should have been a hentai type situation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, the way that's just the way it was explained to me. So I'd never seen this prior to the cast. What about you guys? Uh, I have seen it prior to the cast because I watched it on my movie quest. Uh, <laughs> or was it any other way? I don't. I don't remember. I watched it anyways. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's the same for me. Kind of. It's one of those like I've heard about it. You know, reference as the original like over over the top violence thing. So I did definitely have expectations going in, and uh, I mean. I guess we'll talk later about whether or not those expectations actually <laughs> were fulfilled. <laughs> How about you, Hickey? No, I haven't before, but I oh, heard about it. Oh, you were with me on this. Yes, All right. I was with you. It, it, it's one of those shows like, oh, I'm going to watch it ten years later. Oh, I forgot you watched Ninja Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I need you to watch Ninja Scrolls. And then ten year, more ten years, like, oh, fuck, I, I forgot that. Tonight, tonight I will watch Ninja Scrolls. Ten years later, God fucking damn! I mean, I since its release, it's almost been thirty years. <laughs> it's gone yeah. or twenty-five years right? since since I meant to watch it. <laughs> it's like every time I, I I remember it, I just ignore it. My my mind just ignores it voluntarily. <laughs> but yeah, but I've I've heard about it, but not in that sense of it should be a hentai. I heard it was a very violent show, uh, and it was good, basically. See, I always, I always got the response. Well, I mean, if you like senseless violence and sex, then this sh the, this movie's for you. Like, um, mm. I love senseless sex and violence. <laughs> so, d did it, did it, uh, did it meet our expectations? I mean, the first ten minutes no. showed quite a lot. I must say. <laughs> It really gets you hammered home what Ninja Scroll is going to be about. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Um, well, I mean, again, kind of having had this picture painted me, it's like, this is the violent anime. Right? <laughs> Going into it, I have sadly watched stuff like Genocyber and uh, other hyper-violent 80s Soviets before this. Sure. And, uh I kind of had a little bit of moments just like one of those things was like when you really start to know, understand how much like violence has just uh, how much desensitized we are desensitized we are to violence now because I went into it and I looked at it and I was like that's it? <laughs> that's <laughs> this is super violent? <laughs> are, are, are you sure? <laughs> Isn't this kind mm. of normal? Like, I, I, I mean okay fine I guess, I guess people are getting decapitated and like stuff like that but I mean come on. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, even, like, how people describe it, and I know he has a bunch of violence and sex scenes, like, there's 
Not at all. <laughs> Especially the sex scene. Yeah, I was there's very disappointed in that. Really <laughs> nothing, dude. And they, like they mention like this really awesome guy being <laughs> gay. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna just have a fucking orgy, like a gay orgy <laughs> in the middle of the, the fucking movie. I know. I was waiting really, for the gay butt sex to happen. <laughs> really, nothing happened. I was like, I I don't think those people like. I either am very desynthesized. Or we didn't watch the same thing. Might as yeah. well be. Probably they were talking about the the TV show, which I hardly believe it. It will be more violent, right? <laughs> or has more sex than uh, sex scenes than the, the movie. But still, and might be a possibility. We, I mean, <laughs> shit, we saw more sex in Space Cobra. We did. Saw a lot more yeah, sex. Because Space, Space Cobra is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I truly thought with, with everyone's reactions, how they described it as focused on sex and violence. I'm like, do you remember this correctly? That was the thought that p- passed in my head after I was finished watching the movie. Yeah, I think what they're remembering is the references to sex because they do talk about sex every yes. once in a while. Yes. So, they do. but it's like there's no, there's nothing that happens. It's like with the whole but that like oh, I don't remember his name. The one bad guy, you know, the, the gay dude. You want to fuck? You want to fuck me? You want to fuck me? Don't you? And he's just like nah. I just want to say oh, but you want you want to fuck? <laughs> you want to fuck the big bad? And he's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have uh-huh. sex with him all the. I have sex with him all the time. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I did like that scene where she goes, uh, I want you, I'm in love with you, you know, let's, 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 you know, let's get down to dirty, and he just kind of pushes her off, like, you don't deserve my penis. <laughs> yep. I was like, well, I fuck your boss, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's when he gets mad. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> there was a lot of this uh, underlying kind of comical... Uh, subtext. I just kept putting in between all the lines. I, yeah. I find out, I found I was doing that a lot in the in this movie. It was quite funny, <laughs> just like the, in that the, scene. The unintentional comedy. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think there's there's a lot of that. I feel like I feel like what they're trying to go for, like this, uh, the kind of the atmosphere they're trying to set, and what actually comes across as. Not a, not at all the same. So uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's for sure a movie, and it is it is violent. Yeah, sure, but I test, I do test, think test. it is one of those. It's like hey. people also like to describe it as like you know. I don't know. Kind of the I big I, thing I, about I, I was the one newer was. anime, which is like, oh, <laughs> that's why I went baby test, test. first, no uh, first violent show. But I I feel like Ninja Scroll is kind of Probably that as well. Same. All right, it's so violent, sure, not. but like. <laughs> Finally, it's not it's me not who has the up there with a lot of technical the issues. Especially okay, 80s, so picking up. Uh, 80s uh, OVS. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was definitely a little bit comical. Like, what especially the fuck am I like, even every watching? time Kung Gero was <laughs> in the screen. Because uh, uh, you're like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> don't don't thank me. Or like, I'm doing this to, to help you. Or like, to to pay you for saving me and you have all the things like she's she has a bunch of poison on his, her skin and, and body that no one can have sex with her <laughs> or else you'll die <laughs> definitely some choices were very comical and by the end of the the, the movie uh, especially the ending sequence those bad choices they really come to shine and <laughs> It's almost comical. Uh, we'll go like we we will get there, but still, uh, definitely, it is way more comical 
than it should be probably because you know we we are probably desynthesized and uh cannot feel anything anymore so uh it it translates are being comical <laughs> so um the amount of violence that that the uh, that Ninja Scrolls shows uh, ranges from, uh, I mean, there's a couple rape scenes, more or less, uh, and a lot of bodies getting cut in half and limbs getting cut cut off because everyone, you know, it's the samurai world with crazy weapons. Um, so it's yeah. so expect that when whenever there's a fight, someone will die via something like that happening. Um, so it's not overly gruesome, in my opinion. It just shows it just shows the limb getting cut off, cut off, right? Or this giant yeah, no, like, shuriken cutting a body in half. Like that should happen. <laughs> yes, yes. They don't even show organs, like internal organs, at all. It's just like this uh, blood spread. Yeah, I mean there was right? when people, one. Like, when... I can recall one scene, and it happened in the first ten minutes. Uh, Mr. I can turn my skin into rock dude, uh, he rips a dude's arms off, right? As the oh, dude's, yeah. like, screaming to, uh, Kaguri? Kaguri? Kaguru. 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 Uh, you know, go, go warn the, the master or whatever. So his arms gets ripped off, and then he stares at Kaguru on the ground and tilts his arm and drinks his blood. Like that was probably the most gruesome scene in the entire movie, the entire 90 minutes, right? And that happened in the first 10 minutes. And after that it was just chunks of meat getting cut off, right? That's what that's what it looks like. It, it looked comical uh to an extent. Yeah. Um you know, we covered Akira on the last episode, kind of like the first 10 minutes there, we saw a girl get punched in the gut, she spits blood and then a bunch of gang uh, gangbangers, you know, take her around the alley, rips her clothes off, and that's that's what we see. That was probably the most violent thing in Akira when you put it in perspective. So it's supposed to set the set the scene of this world, who these who the people are, right? And I think Ninja Scroll did the same thing. I'm not saying it's you know on the same level as Akira, but you get what no, I'm you get what I'm saying here. <laughs> uh, I mean, you you do also have that guy who literally is fucking you know shot down by the, by the police but yes <laughs> and, you know, well i mean uh, that was also first 10 minutes robocop style <laughs> yes <laughs> yep absolutely uh, absolutely but yeah no like i do agree there is a there's a sense of just like i don't know, unintentional comedy of uh of ninja scroll it's and like the violence aspect of it is kind of it it gets it does get blown out of proportion it isn't it is not violent but it isn't, you know, it isn't the it isn't the eighties. It isn't the eighties OVAs that we see a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, one of the Devil Man OVAs where he's, uh, you know, taking a, a girl and eating her like a corn on the cob, right? Mm. We're not seeing anything <laughs> like that in Ninja Scroll. Just, yeah, just like ripping the boobs out of the body and eating it. <laughs> Things like that. We don't see like those kind of things. Really, when it comes to the guy who can turn into stone and his name is Tessai, it is probably the most violent. He's probably the most violent. When we see, like, is 
Yeah, yeah. When Tessa is on the screen, which is like at the very beginning because it, it dies very early in the movie, it is probably the most violent parts. It's him like uh, raping people apart and uh, cutting them in half, uh, almost uh, raping Kagero and then, you know, his death, which is probably the best death of all. You know, him uh, falling apart, his skin falling apart because of Kagero poison and he throws his boomerang, Mm. (laughs) his huge boomerang and uh, main character... Jubei cuts his fingers off so he cannot retrieve the boomerang and just goes right into his forehead, sticks to the ground. And well, first he tries to ki- he even tries to kill the main character where the fucking thing is stuck to his forehead, <laughs> fails, the thing sticks to the ground and he just slides. <laughs> the violence really stops there. Uh you have some people getting electrocuted. Uh some bodies mm-hmm. and some limbs being cut off. <laughs> that that is... gay dude, yeah, he has got the electrical powers. Yeah, uh, I got his name up by and, the way. It's Benny Sato. And explosions. Benny yeah, and explosions. That is that is basically it. Like major violence. Not at all. After this, I's dad is it's killed. Yeah, it becomes a lot more tame after that, and he he dies early in the movie too. Uh, it's all it's all just to set set the scene of how violent this world can be and who these people are. So uh, and he's a brute, right? I mean, right away we see him steal Kagaru, uh, and he's how do I put this? He's his attempt of rape <laughs> of rape. Uh, you know, he goes to kiss her, but he puts his entire mouth and f- over her face. He's not. It's not on the lips. It's 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 almost like he's a um, a snake trying to inhale <laughs> inhale his prey, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. I kind of I kind of laughed at him. Like I don't know if that's going to be pleasurable for either of you. <laughs> he doesn't care about that. Uh yeah, no. And then and then Jubei breaks in with his whole mind, his whole uh, comedic element to him, right? He has this I don't care attitude. He's the wandering samurai, you know. It's, Can it's you tension. give me directions? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I took a wrong turk at Albuquerque. Do you mind giving me directions? And Tessa is just like, I'm busy here. Do you mind? I, I'm raping this woman. Yeah, but I need directions though. Like, it's like you can't leave or I'll kill you. Just goes in the set style. Like, nah, not until you give me directions. You finish up whatever you're doing and then give me directions. I'll be here. <laughs> It's very, it's, it's very bizarre, and he kind of maintains that comedic element, again, with Tessai, right? Tessai breaks through a wall, he punches him a few times, and Jubei's just like, alright, come on, seriously, can we call it even, like, I hurt you, you hurt me, oh god, he's getting punched, oh, this really hurts, come on, man, and... Come on, man, if, if this keeps up, one of us will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh... You know, and then the one-liners really, really stopped. Uh, in a way, I was really disappointed, but the way the rest of the movie went, it kind of, I was like, okay, I guess I can fondly remember those moments of, of one-liner Jubei. <laughs> yeah. Could have been. It could have been. It could have been his own thing, though, to be honest. Well, I mean, then he'd be like it. Space Cobra, right? 
Yeah, no, no, but they should literally they should just remake Ninja Scroll and make it in that style the entire way to, through. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, stop, man! I want to see. I want to see fucking sarcastic as shit. Uh, oh, what's his name? What the fuck's his name? Uh, Gamma. I want to see him. Him sarcastic as shit. Can't kill me. What are you? What are you even trying? You can't kill me. <laughs> oh no! It really hurts. No, not really. Just. Punches a hole through the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, were you guys a fan of the art style used? Because uh, I found it very much like the 80s. And this is going into the 90s. Yeah, there's some uh, crossover between decades. There always is. Mm. But from other shows we've covered, um, the 90s almost has this 50-50 to it, right? Where we covered Nadia's Secret of Blue Water. That looked very 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Ninja Scroll, to me, looked like it was still kind of in the past. It had a lot of the 80s elements. It, everyone had big hair. Uh, everyone was jacked beyond reason. But yet the, <laughs> the, the females were very uh, delicate and skinny, right? You know, that's yep. what all the 80s was. So... What what did you guys think of the art style? I mean, I like it. Like, uh, it's it's a nice style. It, it is one of those things. Like, it, it makes sense for it because again, like, it is kind of the last hurrah and last callback to you know the violent eighty eighties, mm-hmm. violent eighties OVA. So it's like it, it makes sense for it to kind of go for more of that style, uh, to kind of be rem- reminiscent of that. But yeah, no, I I honestly really enjoyed the. Uh, the art style, obviously, the you can always tell who's evil just by how fucking deformed they are. <laughs> just by how the, how how the how the shading works in the in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm not a fan of I'm I'm not a fan of two things in the art style. One, the long faces. They right. are huge. Yeah, way too even for the long face style. Hey. They, they got a punchable face okay (laughs) and oh yeah it's a punchable face you can't even miss because it's fucking one third of the fucking body uh and the hairstyle (laughs) the hairstyle like that i don't know something about the hair especially kagero hair and genma genma hair is classic i won't i won't go too much about genma hair because you know he's he has the sideburns the villain sideburns from the (laughs) 80s uh, but the, the female hairs, they weren't very good. They didn't sit well. I don't know why. I had that impression every time I, I looked at it. Probably because of the, the lack of details in the hair. Mm. Sometimes they just look like paint blobs. <laughs> yeah, like a matte black just on, on their head. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. While the, yeah, while the male hair had more like details and... Some you could see some hair strings and things like that. And the females were just like sometimes it's just like pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just there. Someone just filled in the the hair thing. Not a lot of attention was given. But yeah, definitely it's it's the the dying eighty styles. Uh, it's like one last well explained is what I looked at yeah, it as. Well, yeah, well explained in the Genshin manga. Uh, about the the art style changes in in the nineties, where characters start to get a lower stature, more Japanese like, mm-hmm. uh, more rounded faces and you know rounded eyes, 
uh, came back again the full cycle they came back to a more 60 looking character 60 and early 70s looking characters uh, and they stuck <laughs> as we call nowadays the moe style mm. which is not moe it's chokawaii but regardless chokawaii. uh yeah so <laughs> uh way too cute but yeah, uh, Genshin explains that well. Uh, one of the characters explains uh, that transition very well, but definitely, uh, Ninja Scroll has the the lost, the lost long faces art style. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that I, that I liked. It's very unique. The art style is very unique, especially the bodies. Like you have the long slender bodies mm-hmm. uh, for the females. The males they are not like overly buffed, except Tensai. Uh, but that's you know his character. The the other males they are, you know, very realistic looking when it comes to the body structure. Yeah, I but thought yeah. so too. Yeah. So uh, back to Jubei. Just Jubei in general. Was he main character worthy? What was enough explained about him? Because I found I found it interesting that we watched something where we know essentially no background of any character. Like, because the characters in the show are meeting each other for the first time, and it only takes place, this movie only takes place in the course of two days, right? Mm-hmm. That... Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Holy shit. Because of, because the Jubei is dying. Yeah. Because of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is hard to, to forget that. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's more, like, it's almost one hour and 40 minutes of movie. So it is a little bit. Uh, it's it's very easy to forget. This is only two days. <laughs> so they don't get the chance to really know each other, other than just a small amount of interaction, right? Oh. So Jubei himself, being going from this really comical wandering dude in the first fifteen minutes, let's say, and then going into this whole "I'm after." this uh this enemy where we all we know is that he killed it killed a guy once like that's as much background as we get on jubei it, i found it very strange and yet it all kind of made sense in, in the context of the movie you know they're they're out for this mission they all have their objective they're not here to fuck around and talk about you know what they did in their village when they were 8 years old right <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> Like, again, it kind of goes into that the whole, like, uh, character development argument. But I don't necessarily think, like, a, a character doesn't necessarily need to develop anything. Um, Jubei is never going to develop. He is he is himself-like. And uh, so it goes for most of the characters. I mean, obviously, if you want a more well-rounded story, sure, you want some tiny bits of information here and there. But again, like I said... Ninja Scroll is a callback to the violent eighties, and most of those shows were literally the point of the why the point the reason why you're watching this is because you want to watch people die, right? You don't you <laughs> don't watch this because you give a shit about who the main character is. The only thing you need to know about the main character is that he he wants to kill someone, and he also has to he possesses the skills to kill that person. Probably, maybe, possibly, maybe not the main bad guy because who knows? Maybe he's too much. But uh, like so, in that sense, I I like what they're doing. It's not a complicated story, but it goes to it goes back to that whole like I prefer a simple story that kind of knows what it wants to do and goes for it, and then rather than you know trying to turn uh, Ninja Scroll into something overly complex and 
bunch of character relations and eh, who cares? It didn't even get laid. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get to that right right in a minute here. <laughs> yeah, talking about getting laid, I think everything is explained enough, uh, and the rest is just development of the circumstances. Uh, Juby relationship with the monk, Duck One, um, is a it's more of a circumstantial thing. You're poison. You better help me, or else you're gonna die. Simple. And even, you know, there's the bait at the end of with the 100 uh, gold coins. It, it was like just to lure him to receive the payment after and kill. Uh, uh, so Dark One can kill Jubei. Uh, so, you know, it's very circumstantial. Uh, the story with Gamma, it's explored enough. So, you know, you know why he doesn't like Gamma, why he killed Gamma in the first place and why he wants to kill him for good now. The biggest problem <laughs> is Kagero's relationship with Jubei. Because these are only two things. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we talked a lot about this, like the time span. Like the time span. A lot of anime we reviewed has those kind of weird relationships where, you know, they, they meet today and one day later they are almost fucking each other. <laughs> only almost. <laughs> only almost. <laughs> yep. Nah, I, only I, almost. Because Japanese people don't fuck. Yeah, uh, no, but I agree with you on that. Like, there is... There, there is, again, the whole time perspective, right? Because it is... It, it wouldn't necessarily be so weird for her uh, for her if it's just like... Oh, for her, she, yes. No, but oh, like, no. I mean... She, she explains why. No, it, I know, she, but I, I'm thinking, like, if... Let's say that she, for example, would have fallen in love with him right away, or was interested in it. but it, to me the weirdest part about Kagero is the fact that like over the course of two days yes they spent a lot of time together but over the course of two days she basically not even over the course of two days but she goes from hating him to basically being like well fuck me daddy <laughs> <laughs> like, and you just had to put the little daddy at the end there <laughs> yes of course I did no, but like, but that's that's kind of weird right? because it's like I, I hate you 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 eh, you're alright <laughs> well, like, I, mean, no, I mean, if if you look if you look at the relationship, Kagero is a is a special. She's there for almost being raped yeah. and having a venom, venomous body. Yep. But Jubei, uh, how he looks at the situation. If you look at it a a pity lane, he he's pity. You know, he, he it's it's empathy it's not even love <laughs> nothing like that it's just empathy makes more sense <laughs> but you know it's it's not a really good lens to use <laughs> no um i mean in it's, it's in jube in jube's defense yeah hickey you're absolutely right the entire time he spends with her it's just he even has constantly lines that he that he spews at her like i don't i don't like people who want to just throw their life away or see it as less than meaningless, right? And everything yeah. he says to her is so, uh, at least in Kagura's perspective, um, Kagaru, uh, her perspective is no one ever talks to me that way or looks at me like that. She's never experienced that. Everyone just looks at her like this uh, object they can't touch, right? She's she's worthless, she's expendable because they can't actually rape her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, the uh, <laughs> late medieval Japan. Right. So, 
yeah, Jubei from point A to point B is just, ah, you poor thing. But I don't really like you because you don't see your life as anything. And it's all the way till, uh, till the end, right? <laughs> but even at but even at the end, it's not like I don't know. It it might have developed to something. I wouldn't call it like love. Not even a well. I mean, in Kangaroo's for Kangaroo perspective, might be because you know it's it's an extreme uh, situation. But for Juvie, <laughs> it's. It's still has like that PT thing, right? Like she's she's dying and she's like, I, I just wanted to be yours that time. And right. He's like, oh, I wasn't man, honest I, with I, myself. I, I, and yeah, and, and he's like, all right, I need you. One, I need to save myself because I'm dying. Because I'm <laughs> and, and second, you know, I need to give her the proper farewell. So you have a, at least a kiss. Mm. <laughs> uh, man. I, it, it, but even then, it's like the same thing. Kagero, the way, <laughs> the way she gets gone at the end, it's a bit, you know, sure. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Let's 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 go into that because we get uh, Kagero is a uh, a member of a clan, um, a ninja clan, or whatever clan, and she sends a message, and the clan comes and helps out the trio. Because they, under circumstances, they're together. And then we find out that Genma can morph into people. Like, we get, we got right away that he's, quote-unquote, immortal, right? He can put his body back together. Mm. You know, we got that. But that doesn't explain how he can just morph into other people because reasons. You know, so, uh, like, it'd be one thing if he was wearing a mask or something. But that's not what he was doing. <laughs> it's just... Again... And it's he can a, change his voice. <laughs> yes. Again, it's a callback to uh, it's a callback to the eighties, and there are two things that you also need in the eighties, and that is mind control <laughs> and the ability to morph your body. <laughs> it needs to be and illusions. It need, and illusions. Oh yeah, and illusions. It needs to be there. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was literally just made for the moment of her get getting got. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, literally, that's the only time he does that. It's like he did, never before, never again. Right. For no purpose. It was, it was very, it was very odd, and it was like, oh, <laughs> I guess that's it for her. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I at least thought they were gonna do like, oh, actually, her clan betrayed her. It's like, okay, I could have bought, bought that, but nope, nope, they're already dead. It's like, oh. Okay, actually, this is Gamma the entire... All right! <laughs> yeah, it kind of sure. did not make sense at all. Uh, you yeah, could have the... just had... You could have just had the, have her clan betray her, and then afterwards, Gamma would just be like, yeah, fuck it, kill him. Well, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. You know, because it took him so long to get there, and, and it just turns out to be... Uh, they took that side, right? Yep. But no, they... That that Tori that would have made sense. <laughs> <laughs> it would have, but nope, can't do that. It's gotta yeah. be gotta have that. Uh, gotta have that body morphing in there. Yeah, it was very uh, yeah out of place. Um, so in the dine, right before that, in fact, we get um, we get a scene where <laughs> uh, Dokwin tells Kagaru how to. Uh, administer an antidote for our, our man Jubei here. Uh, we don't hear exactly what they say, but we see her shocked face. 
you know, and then Doc Wynn has a nice little witty comments like a go get him tiger kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the the just this crazy out of nowhere awkward scene where Kaguru looks at Jubei and goes, All right, we gotta cure you. I got the cure right here. And she she kind of takes off her clothes. Take me. As Tori said, take me, daddy. (laughs) But very off-putting of it all, right? Just like, all right, rape. It was more like she said, rape me, because we kind of have to get through this, right? Mm -hmm. And Jubei being, taking the pity argument, pity side of it all, he's like, I don't, nah, 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 come on. We we got this boat of gold to go catch, right? (laughs) It all came off as very awkward because all throughout we've seen Kaguru get stolen, raped, mind control via via vagina control, I guess, which was weird. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to that sec- in a second. And then all of a sudden she's willing to give up her body like it's no big deal. It- Listen, J.D., the only way to neutralize poison is with poison. Yeah, well, didn't, as we found out, no more than, what, five minutes later... It could have just been a kiss. Yeah, but again, you forget. Doc want to say uh, perverted old man. Of course he wouldn't just go to buy like, yeah, hey, sure, kiss. Like, yeah, hey, sure, have sex with him. I don't know. It wouldn't have made sense either way, right? So somehow there was a line. I'm not sure if this is. I'll let I'll let you two decide uh, for me if this is salvageable. She says in her dying moments, uh, I wasn't honest with myself and how I felt with felt about you. So maybe Dokwin did say all it has to be is a kiss, right? Because we didn't actually hear him say anything. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of insinuated. So her dying words kind of... I get... Does it tell the viewer that... Yeah, in, in her dying... In, in the, the scene before... She wanted to do that, but she wasn't being honest with herself because of, you know, her being poison poison ivy over here. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could draw the parallel, but I don't know. It's I don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask. Okay, <laughs> you're in the same Hickey. I guess you're the you're the deciding factor now. Hickey. All right, perfect. Did we lose another? <laughs> this has been great. Oh no, he's just he's just muted. I guess something happened. Okay, we'll come back to that answer in a second. So, uh, I want to go back to the vagina, the vagina control, with a uh, dude who can jump into shadows. Yep. All very strange how all these people have these bizarre powers, right? They're ninjas. I get, I get, the, yeah. I get it. That it's, they're it's the shinobi way. It's the shinobi. Oh, Have Hickey, you played Sekiro? <laughs> Have you played Sekiro? Did, did did they explain why you you need to control people by inserting your saliva into the uh, vagina? Vagina? No, <laughs> no, they did not explain that. He just he just did it, and then she was under his control. <laughs> that was dumb because, like, they explained like. Don't touch. She's like, don't touch my skin because I'm highly toxic, and you know that guy just. Did what was in the in the instructions of what not to do to preserve her life, and he was fine. I guess the vagina okay. was okay all of a sudden. 
Maybe. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He was I never wanna, inside. I, I don't know. Uh, he was. She I've, made a. I've, she made a penetration face. So oh, I, yeah. I believe he, he, she did. I believe he was. She did. Okay. Fair enough. So Hickey, now that you're back, do you think yes. that the moment in Kagura's dying words, uh, I wasn't being honest with myself? Does that salvage the scene prior where she was uh, willing to give herself up, but very reluctant about it? Do you think that she wanted to have sex, or Dakuin himself said you had to have well, sex? I mean, I I don't be- I don't believe they are related at all. Uh, I have other things like to uh, other considerations over her being reluctant. Okay. One is that the the facial expressions of this show are kind of junky and they don't work very well no they're probably very because of the design <laughs> not not robotic i found them like, pretty robotic they just they they don't they don't match up very well so like everyone looks very shocked and disgusted but they are not <laughs> you're like oh i'm happy they look uh disgusted <laughs> right right uh, so, like, when she's reluctant because she's a virgin, uh, although she was almost raped a few times, you know, there's those kind of things. It's just <laughs> exciting. Ah, you know, Tuesday. <laughs> you know, she, she was, um, I mean, she was, uh, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> like, like Today's two days, Wednesday. Two days, new day, new Kagaru. Uh, two days before, she was almost raped, and then a, a weird ninja put her, his fingers inside it. A vagina, you know, it's it's a weird thing. And, Hate when that uh, happens. Probably, yeah, probably <laughs> it's it's more like because she's probably a virgin, you know, she was she was poisoned and things like that. More than like she she's reluctant because she doesn't want to do this. Because to be honest, she she wants you to do that. <laughs> she definitely wants you. The problem is the show has a big problem with facial expression. <laughs> So those kind of things kind of kind of get me. You you get misled by the the facial expression the, the characters are doing, uh, if they do any facial expression at all. All right. So next up, what? All right. So uh, we're we're gonna wrap this up here in a minute here. Uh. I was very disappointed with two things at the end. And that was no Jubei and Kaguru having a dying sex moment. They just kissed instead, which was very overdramatic. Uh, probably the most dramatic thing in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then even though the, um, the gold, because the whole movie came down to gold, uh, and Genma going to start his own like war in japan over having this gold but anyways the uh the the whole fighting scene at the end where it was jubei versus genma i did like it but then (laughs) there was a moment where because the ship's on fire it 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 shows that all the gold in the ship is being melted via this wood fire and then that's how genma himself gets got because he's immortal uh, by the way, the uh, sword scene where um, Jubei thrusts his sword into Genma. Genma's like, I'm immortal, you can't kill me. Then Jubei 
slices him up vertically and shows him going back in. That's when the gold melts him together, uh, assuming he falls to the bottom of the sea. So, uh, the melting point of gold, uh, a wood fire can't get hot enough to do that. So, you know, it was just like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. But, all right. The moment the moment I saw it, I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> no that's way. bullshit. Um, so, and, and you can't assume that there was enough fuel in Explosion Lady, Gunpowder Lady, to... To make the make the uh, the fire get that hot, because all the gunpowder was just her, so that was just the initial catalyst. You'd had you would have to keep feeding it in order to even get remotely close to that melting point. But anyways, those were my two major disappointments: was the no dying sex scene, um, and the uh, and the, <laughs> the 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 melting gold. It was cool. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, it's the term like the Terminator two. It's the same scene, but you know, we're, we're in, in the in the Iron Works factory, right? Uh, yeah, no, like the melting gold was just dumb. But I, I just think like there are many dumb decisions made in this show. The characters do a lot of dumb decisions. It's all at the end. Uh, <laughs> not even at the end. Like you have like the uh, regardless. It, it we are uh, getting uh, too long here. Uh, even like, why would you choose Explosion Lady Lady over Electric Gay Guy? The Electric Gay Guy is way more useful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get Explosion Lady and put her to patrol the lower deck of a ship. Hickey. Of course she's going to explode and sink the fucking ship. Hickey, the answer is obvious. She has a vagina. He doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, they well, did explain I mean, that Genma it, it, goes it, it, both ways. They did. Yeah, Genma game of fucked everyone. Yeah, well, who cares? <laughs> and he, and I, I bet he fucked everyone uh, Gogo Thirteen style because again, <laughs> he doesn't have any facial expressions. <laughs> he just has he just has one smile, the the villain smile, and that's it. Yeah, he wasn't he too upset. Lay, he, just... he wasn't too upset as gold was sinking to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I just, like, I'm, just I picturing them, I'm, I'm just picturing Gemma laying there, laying there during sex, going, I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel good? I'm immortal. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, so we are ready to close up. Anyone has any uh, closing statements to make on ninja scroll oh, i could do it when i make my score sure please okay your your final considerations and your score so um with all the expectations i had and and uh what everybody has said about this uh yeah there was some it was a little overly cheesy at times there wasn't enough sex i thought in it it was just it was just the one kind of sort of rape scene i guess and then the vagina control was kind of weirdly funny. <laughs> uh, what what a ninja t- t- technique to develop on that one. Um. <laughs> right? That guy... Can you imagine? Like, that guy had to train for many years to develop that skill. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can teach me a thing or two. <laughs> you know, where do I go to that school? <laughs> ninja. ninja school. JD, remember... He, 
that's why you cannot do golf, man. Look at what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> You're gonna be the perverted, the perverted old, old man. Come on, Jordan. You're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that that being said, uh, I was vastly entertained from start to finish in this. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were really cool. The char- I, I did like the character designs. Uh, there, there was some improvements, obviously, to be made. There, there, I thought the facial expressions were very one-dimensional and robotic, basically the whole time. Um, certain scenes were very overly dramatic as well, such as the uh, the last dying kiss, right? Uh, and the ending didn't really make sense. Uh, but it was still very entertaining throughout. Uh, the The action scenes were fun. Uh, the, the plot was simple, easy to follow along. Um, so if I take out all of the things that bothered me and then I, I focus on why, what made this entertaining to me, uh, I've, I really enjoyed Ninja Scroll and I would, I would recommend it to people, uh, that are looking for a fun action show without an overly complicated plot, right? But also a plot that does make sense, right? I think, I think there's not a lot of these kinds of anime, whether it be a TV show or movie out there, right? Something very simple and to the point. So I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. Just a little bit higher than Midnight Eye Goku. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little well, bit. Well, I, uh, I would say that is probably because uh, Ninja Scroll is better than Midnight Eye Goku. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, they don't. It doesn't have the leotard with the the hanging have, tie. It, it does not. It also doesn't have the supercar. But hey, we don't uh, get we don't get Google Glass in the uh, in the Meiji era. <laughs> I would have loved. I would have loved him for for him to just randomly have a badass car at some point. But you know, <laughs> no, he, no, he has a Instead no, he has a souped up horse. <laughs> yeah, he has a badass horse. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that would have been perfect, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's definitely, in a way, this movie was very disappointing to me, because of how it was built up. I thought I was getting something that I didn't get, <laughs> so in that way I was kind of disappointed, but the movie by itself is fairly, it's fairly simple, but and to the point, but it's, it does that well enough, and I was entertained watching it, I didn't enjoy myself. But it's still, I still had this problem. Like, it's not what I wanted or thought I was getting. But it's not bad. I don't dislike it. So, I got this, uh, I got this, like, conflicting feelings. But, you know, the ending was, yeah, it was pretty dumb. But, hey, it's still, still enjoyable. And at, at the end of the day, I just, I couldn't look at it any other way than the fact that I had enjoyed myself watching this movie. So, I also ended up giving it a seven. Hey, all right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with both of you. Definitely, uh, the biggest problem of Ninja Scroll is the misleading reveals and recommendations. It is its biggest problem, because people sell it like being this overly violent and sexual thing. I, I haven't watched Genocyber. I believe we will review Genocyber <laughs> at some point. Someday. Uh, but, but, they, but what I know about Genocyber and seeing from Gibbs is that it is highly violent. Highly violent. And people like to put uh, Ninja Scroll in the same category. And when they talk about it, I don't know why, it's, it's usually like, oh my god, I never seen something like that. But, but watching it, it's 
really not not that much. The the big violence, the the gritty violence, it really happens at the what the first 20 minutes of the show. Then Tessai dies, which is the thing, basically the guy who can turns into stone. He dies and the violence gets very tamed. You don't have a lot of sexual you have sexual tension. Uh, some rapey hands from time to time, but that's about it. Also, uh, although the character design is the lost, uh, the long lost long faces <laughs> uh, <laughs> design, the the mouth and the the chin muscles they don't work that well. So when people are uh, conflicted or they they are scared, the the facial structure doesn't help help very much and. Uh, the, the the emotion being translated is the wrong one uh, when they have actual facial expressions because most of the villains they have just a smile they have a feeling as a smile except gay guy gay guy has displeased displeased gay face <laughs> and happy gay face uh, that's about it the character design sometimes fail as well music don't remember at all yeah. I remember some chasing music that's about it so overall, uh, I will give it a six. Still very good. Uh, definitely really fun to talk about, especially uh, of its unintentional comedy. <laughs> so yeah, something I would recommend uh, to someone I, I I like to talk about anime. Probably mm-hmm. not your everyday, you know, anime fan. Probably they will watch because of the other reviews and the other recommendations that say it's highly violent and things like that but when it comes to my recommendations uh, a friend of mine which i like talking anime with talking about anime manga i'll recommend see what he thinks and we will have like this long long chat about ninja scroll uh but yeah that's about it anyone has anything about uh, anything more to say yes basically you heard it here first on this cast we don't consider killing or Rape to be violence. <laughs> it is violent. <laughs> but, you know. I'm joking. I mean, we, we define good violence in this. I, I think that is way more concerning than... Uh, our, <laughs> so, regardless, if uh, you want to go out and find Ninja Scroll, it's very affordable. Uh, if you want it for yourself, it's about $6 for the DVD over on Sentai Filmworks. Um, $9 for the Blu-ray. It's also available for streaming on High Dive. And again, uh, congratulations to our contest winner from the previous month uh, for getting that High Dive gift card. So I hope he's enjoying it. Uh, (laughs) This was episode 49, which means we've reached a crazy milestone that I don't think any of us thought we'd make. And that's episode 50 of the anime cast here. (laughs) In the next one. I mean, we thought we were going to stop at episode 10. So <laughs> I I think it was like I said 2022. 20, so I was close. I was closer. I was closer to, to the to the number we have nowadays. <laughs> Although we have uh planned episodes until like 100. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh great episode guys. Thank you. Thank for the discussion. It is always great. Uh always a great time. Next episode, episode 50, it will be a hentai cast. A uh, very classy one. No, we'll be reviewing Stainless Night. Uh, you are one ahead. You're one ahead. One th- there's one thing before that. 
You spoiled it. There's one before. There's one before. Well, we've been hinting the hentai cast for quite some time. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> oh. uh, episode 50 is going to be the uh, Cowboy Bebop one. Really? Is it, it isn't the 50? I thought it was the 50 one. Nope. was the hentai cast. Yeah, so... Are you sure, Bobby? Yes. Very sure. Oh. All right. So don't forget right. don't forget to check out Retro Twitch. It is a retro gaming community over on a Discord uh, that we're a part of. Uh, at RetroTwitch.com via Twitter. Nice little link there to just join. Highly recommend it if you're into anything retro, much like ourselves. And our nice little uh, partner community podcasting group, the Anime Radicals, at Anime Radicals over on Twitter, Anime Radicals uh, website. Uh, go check out their podcast. We are a part of it. We're going to start um, any day now getting uh, more involved with it. <laughs> uh, it's been a slow start. <laughs> But the Anime Radicals do um, timely reviews, such as movies, uh, such as Battle Angel Alita, and um, a kind of a shonen follow with Hunter x Hunter currently going on, watching Hunter x Hunter the first time and then discussing various arcs as the show goes on. Uh, there's Mecha and a whole slew of things. So go check out Anime Radicals, and um, I think that's it. See you next time. Peace. See ya. Halloween.